You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Community Call. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 22nd of March, 2020. Tonight's speaker is Michael Joseph, also known as MJ. And Michael, whenever you're ready. Okay, man. Well, um, <clears throat> first of all, before we started the call, we were talking a little bit offline and... Um, there's just I just want to say this right off the top. There's a lot of fear being propagated in the world, and we talked about this last week, uh, and um, so much so that like a lot of people like like when I get something confirmed with two witnesses, you know, when two witnesses show up, then you know it's like, hey, pay attention, buddy. Two witnesses just showed up, but when four show up, it's like, okay, I got it, Father, I got it, right, and and, you know, I had four people reach out this past week and specifically ask to go over again the uh, formula of prayer and how, how it works and how we can, you know, um, the Bible says, test me in the small things. And, and literally, you know, in another place, you know, Jesus says, why call me Lord and you don't obey, you know? You know, you, you say you're Christian or whatever you want to say you are. But you don't actually get around to doing, you know, the things, you know, you don't. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I I just want to tell people that um, if they want, they can go back and they can go listen to the October 27th call of 2019. And we spent probably um, two hours of going through, uh, painstakingly going through uh, the minutia of how to pray and, and what some people will call the formula of creation, um, yad he vav he. I don't like to think of it as a formula per se because that's sort of cold and calculating. But what I do like to think of it as, um, my favorite verse in the Bible is found in the book of salvation. It's called the book of Hosea. Um, Hosea in the Hebrew means Savior. So in Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, the question is put, what do you want from us? And the answer is twofold. The answer is I want charity, and you can go look at that word charity. It's loving kindness. I want you to love each other, right, and do good to each other. And then the second thing that's put to us is I want you to learn the knowledge of God because without the knowledge of God, the you know we will either arise in Psalm 82. It's, it, it, it says, for you said, ye are God's. And he says, but if you don't if you don't obtain to this knowledge, if you don't obtain to this truth, then you will die. You're going to die in your own. Um, it says sins, but you know a sin is anything that you do which is against coming up, coming up into this spiritual revelation and 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 making the two one. You know what I mean by that um, more specifically is 
you know the story of Jacob and Esau, or just just look at Jacob for instance. He's he's wrestling with the angel. Well, he's wrestling with himself, and all night long he wrestles. And in, night is a time of um, ignorance, of not knowing. And 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 he rests his head on this this pillar, this pillow. This pillow is called materiality. And and he, he when he awakes, he's amazed, man. He's like. I never knew the Lord was in this place because, you know, all our lives, church and systems have told us that, you know, God is somewhere else. And even if you, you know, accept the fact that at your center, at your center um, um, in the so-called superconscious mind is where uh, the I am dwells within you, the Jesus Christ, which is every single one of us dwells at our center, what what I'm here to tell you is is your flesh experience is also a holy experience. It's only our carnal mind. Listen, listen to what the Bible says about that. It says the carnal mind is enmity. Now the word enmity is a very strong word. It means hatred. The carnal mind is hatred against God. It and and this is what I want you to hear. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither can it be. Okay, so. When people walking around talking about we're all sinners and this, that, and the other, and you know, listen again. They point them to Romans chapter eight, verses seven through nine, and it flat out tells you the carnal mind is not subject to God, and it cannot be subject to God. It's not subject to the law of God. But here's the thing: as you begin to trans transform, and you begin to realize the Spirit that is within you, the Jesus Christ that is within you, the Yad Hey Vav Hey the uh, Yah Yahavah, which is at your center, I shall have no other gods before me, uh, that, that that Godhead is also operating in your flesh. But you didn't know it. He said, Jacob said, hey, I, I can't believe it. You were here too, and I, I did not know it. All right? And so there's a lot, all this fear is going around, and it's, and it's seeking to keep man, I say man, mankind, in a very low vibratory um, um, frequency. That's the best way I can say it. Energy states, very low. All right? And when you get into that low frequency state of fear, of greed, you know, people get, when they get into that state of fear, they start to play it real close to the vest. I'm going to have to go ahead and store some food up. I'm going to have to do this, that, and the other. You know, I'm going to get me some ammunition in case someone tries to come take from me, you know, that kind of thing. All right? And all of those ills, all of those uh, negative thoughts and negative feelings just come cascading down on you like, you know, Niagara Falls. And believe me when I tell you that your mind can, can put you in, the, in a deep pit and can have you in Im imagining horrific scenarios where you'll have to defend your family and all this other stuff. Remember, let's go back to the Scriptures. The Scripture says, at uh, Psalm 91, a lady shared this with me today, and uh, beautiful, beautiful, just beautiful. We did a, a study together about uh, Jacob and Boaz, where I was studying Jacob and Boaz, and she was coming from the standpoint of prayer. And I asked her to come to the show, to, to the call tonight, and, and share with us. And and I mean, her strength and her voice is amazing. But anyway, the, what I'm saying is, is we get into these low vibratory um, uh, traps. They're they're like a pendulum in a sense, where you know what we all we need to do is 
is change that. And we have the power. We have the power. Um, if you want to think about these negative uh, vibrations, these if you want to think of them as entities, you can think of them as demons if you like. Okay, because when you think of in the Bible about angels, what you're really thinking about, because see, God, God is spirit, and spirit's unlimited mind. So when you're thinking about angels of God, you're thinking about good thoughts. You're thinking about good desires. But when you, man, when you allow yourself, when I say you allow yourself, that's the key. When you allow, you're, you're the captain of your ship. Sail it. And when you allow yourself to get caught up in all of the morose, the, the, the uh, raging waves and the howling winds of, of, of fear and disaster and this, that, and the other, well, you know what? You, you bring into your life um, all these demons which plague you. I mean, and next thing you know, you're in this pit and you can't see any way out, and it seems like you're completely helpless. When in fact, you're the Lord of it all, and you don't have to. You don't have to be. Um, and where I was going earlier with the study was that she pointed out to me um, Psalm 91, verse seven, which is absolutely beautiful. And I and I would just uh, I'm going to pull up Psalm 91 here. I'm not going to read a lot of scripture to to, to you all tonight, but you know I wanted I want to. Psalm 91 sections of it, it's just, it's incredible. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, that's Yadhevavhe, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, my Elohim. In Him will I trust. You know, surely He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. All right, in other words, you know how to pray? I mean, you know, you know how to pray, right? Right? It's in His name. They say, "Well, I, I pray in His name." They say, "Well, after I say my prayer, I, prayer, I'll say in Jesus' name, Amen." Wrong. A name is a character. It's a way of life. It's a way of being. And to pray in a name means to pray in the in the character of that being. And so, in, and that's why we call it a formula, because the prayer conforms with that nature. All right, so so he says uh, what I came for in, in Psalm 91 is here. He says, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand on thy right hand, but it will not come nigh to thee. And then uh, uh, skipping down here to uh, verse uh, um, 14 uh, through, through 16, he says, Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He he shall he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. All right, there you are, right there in Psalm 91. Go check me out. The word salvation is Yeshua. It's Shua. All right, and so we have the Lord Yah. Yah, showing him his salvation, Shua. Isn't that the name of the son, Yeshua? That's the name, okay? And and so what does it mean? Are we going to say the name Yeshua? No, that's ridiculous. We understand Yah means I am, and and Shua is salvation. And so now we have to we have to understand, we have to go back and really take a hold on prayer and have an understanding of how to pray. And...
got a little bit of feedback here, Jim. Okay, about, there it is. We're good. Okay. All right. We're good. It's gone away. So, so Yadhe Vavhe. So we went through this. If you really want to go go back and check it out, October the 27th is the call, and there's a good two hours of just going through meticulously. Um, but what I want to do here is I want to go through it this way, and then and then I want to we're going to let it flow, and then I'm going to ask I asked this uh, her name's Patchouli. I asked her to come to the call, and if she feels led to raise her hand, then I'm going to ask her to raise her hand because she's really got a tremendous handle on this, and uh, and I think it would be good to hear it from another voice as well uh, with the strength of uh, of knowing not just theory you go to a lot of these calls and you hear people talking and they they sound like they're they have a strong voice and they they sound very convincing but when you break it down and start asking them questions you realize they're just talking from theory and and it's a difference in talking from knowing versus theory uh one who knows can talk with with absolute assuredness and i guarantee you that the people here that are going to share tonight know they've they've incorporated this into their life they know the scripture tells them test me and prove me and see if i don't give you you know overflow your storehouse and that that's true religion if you can't test it then it's false if all you're left with is just have faith brother everything will be all right well what does that mean brother tell me what does it mean to have faith and uh, 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 and so Yate Vavhe is the um, uh, what do you say the sacred name the name that um, some religions will not speak at all they'll replace it with Hashem and we don't know exactly how it's pronounced it doesn't matter how it's pronounced all right but the Hebrew letters that make up that name are Yad He Vav He and and I would like you to think of this as in in the um in Hosea six six, the first thing he wants us to do is be good to each other, love each other, and the second thing is to have the knowledge of God. And with this knowledge, which we're gonna be talking about tonight, you can be good for each other because now you'll know how to pray. You'll know how to test it for yourself and you can pray for each other, you can pray for yourself. All right? Okay, so first thing, Yod, it's the smallest letter in the in the Hebrew alphabet. All right, and the really interesting thing is the Yod is is in every single letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So it's it's the uh, it's the tenth letter, the cardinal ten number, and that letter is literally in every single uh, uh, all the other letters. So that right there is a key. Um, Yod is there was a name that was given like when Moses. When he came to the burning bush, now people will, I've heard it before pastors talk about that there was actually this bush that just started burning, and it didn't burn out. It's ridiculous. The bush that Moses found was his soul that burned and burned, and he came, to, he found it within him. Jesus is telling us the truth in Luke 17, 21, excuse me, Luke 17, 21, when he said, yeah, you're looking for the kingdom to come by observation. He said, it don't come by observation. So when you hear the pastors out there telling you, oh, my God, the sign of the times, we're close now. Hey, it's close. That's horse, that's the, pardon my French, that's horse shit, all right? <laughs> it doesn't come by observation. you got to find it within yourself. You have to have the courage to, 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 to go into that cave called your mind 
and and close the door and let's have us a little conversation. Let's get to know ourselves here, and and that's how you come to know the kingdom. All right. So um, so in other words, when we were studying today, uh, or um, going back and forth and banter today about uh, Yakin and Boaz, I want to just open that up and just Yakin and Boaz are the two pillars that were in front of the um, of the uh, the temple. And now, before we get into the temple, let's just look at Yakin and Boaz for a minute. Um, first of all, the scripture tells us right off the top, it says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God. Okay? So, so right off the top, it's telling us that we are the temple of God. And then in Luke 17, 21, it tells us that the kingdom of God is within us. So we have to... When, it, when we take a look at this uh, metaphysical temple, and, and even if they built it, you know, a physical, physical temple as a symbol, um, we have to have the courage to take a real good look at it. Like, for instance, you know how like people will say, well, back in the day they worshipped the sun. Maybe, maybe they didn't. And here's what I'm trying to say. Look at the sun, for instance. The sun gives us it's wonderful love. It gives, What I mean by that is it gives us light and it gives us warmth. Now, what do we give the sun? We don't give the sun anything. But the sun loves us every single day, and without the sun, S-U-N, we couldn't be alive. There would be no, no life here. So the sun is, is already right off the top um, a perfect symbol uh, for God. And, and that's that's what they used it for. They used the sun as a symbol of God. But the, but but even more than that, they used the sun as a symbol of God's love. Now the priests understood this, but they did not necessarily pass this information down to the parishioners. And then the parishioners began to, as the priests began to fall asleep, the parishioners began to actually worship the sun, which is no good. They're worshiping the created, and they're not worshiping the creator. All right, but we look at the sun and we say, there, it, there is love. It just we don't give the sun anything. What about the moon? Well, the moon reflects the light of the sun. So what, what is the moon then? The moon is faith. All right. So when we look at these two pillars, these two pillars, in a sense, um, if you go back and you look at the Hebrew language, uh, yakin is how you pronounce it in Hebrew, and if you look at uh, its root, its root is Cohen. Uh, koan, and it means to be erect. Okay, so look at a man. Now you're looking, these two pillars are, in a sense, two aspects of the Elohim. One is male and one is female. And you might say, say well, we want to talk about prayer. Believe me, I will connect this all together. This is all connected. All right, because through the phallus, through, it comes, comes the, the, the sperm, which is a symbol a symbol of the generative force of creation. Well, what is the generative force of creation in regard to spirit? It's a thought. Okay? It's the thought. But you may have a sperm, but if you don't have an egg, you're going to have no creation. All right? Up comes the evolutionist that says, hey, man, mankind just popped up out of this thing. Bullshit. Ten billion males popped up, and they died instantly, right? Where's the female? you got to have a male and a female. All right, so uh, you know what they're saying is, oh, uh, 
it, speaking of evolution, not only did mankind hit the jackpot, they hit it twice because, uh, you know, a man and a woman just happened to pop up out of the soup. <laughs> All right. So, but with Jakin, Jakin, let's look at it closely. It, it, it's, it means he will establish, okay? And, and it's on the right-hand side. So when you look at, um, we're going to go through yad hey vav hey. Yakin is the last hey. It's the last window. It's when it says he will establish. It, it's it's only because it's been the language. The language fails. It's God as the Holy Spirit will establish. Okay, and 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 if you want to look at it that way, look at it like this. What woman? What man ever birthed anything? Okay. Um, so when you're looking at um, coming through the Vav into that last hay, you're looking at a woman birthing a child. So you're looking at in, as in Yakin as God as the Holy Spirit. This is the feminine nature. This is El Shaddai. Remember, if, if I will dwell, remember we read in Psalm 91 verse 1, he who dwells under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, go to check me out. That's El Shaddai. That's the feminine side. All right? So Boaz now is on the left-hand side. And Boaz, it means strength is within him, okay? And and even more than that, if you look at how you spell Boaz, it's it's Beth Beth Vav Ayin Zion, and and if you break them apart, Bo is the begin and Oz. So literally, what you're looking at here is the nail in the house perceives righteously. And by the way, if you've ever read the book of Jasher, where Abraham, he comes to visit his son Ishmael, and he tells his wife, hey, you're, give this message for my son. The nail in his tent is bent. All right? In other words, you know, you're not talking about people here. You're talking about natures and what's going on in creation. So, so when, we, when, we, when we rise up, we see these two pillars are, in fact, the two hays in yad hay vav And so when... Um, so I can wrap up the pillars here. If we want to go to the spiritual meaning of this, all right, and, and to realize that these two pillars, they are our life. And we have, to, we have to literally come up to these two pillars, and we have to open the door. And at the door, we're met, we're met by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if you want to say, okay, the two pillars represent Hegelian dialectics, and, and that would be true. That, there is, there's a truth there. It's the sun and the moon. It's 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 force. It's positive, negative. All right. But I want to bring it bring it to a a spiritual understanding where the the pillar on the right or Yakin is unity resulting from being. I am being. I am. And the pillar on the left is unity resulting from love. Because remember, Boaz. Go go look at the book of Ruth, and it'll show you the light. If you apply the light of the book of Ruth to Boaz, you will see he's the kinsman redeemer. He's the one that redeems. And so when we realize that what we're talking about is a perfect bond in unity, then when we walk through those pillars, so to speak, in our, in our um, spiritual walk, we're, we're, we're moving out of good versus bad. You see? Good on the right, bad on the left. Okay? We're moving away from, from this duality in a sense, and we're moving into a singularity. We're moving away from 
love on the right and faith on the left. Because why does the knower need faith anymore? The, 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 in the time of darkness, there is no knower. In a time of darkness, there is just ignorance. So the faith is required. But once knowing comes, faith need faith is you don't need faith anymore. All right. The only faith you need is to understand that it's not you that's bringing this this state forward when you pray. That that it is. Remember uh, in the in the upper upper meanings, the one on the right. It means he will establish. So let's now with those two with those two in mind, let's go to Yad Hey Vav Hey, and let's look at the Yad, and and we look at the name of God that that um, that Moses was told there at the burning bush. He said he said What's your name? He said What am I going to tell him your name is when I go back and talk to him? What's your name? He said My name is I am, and that is a name to all generations. Right. So again. People are like, well, that's the name of God. That's what we need to call God. I am. Wrong. God is unnameable. When you're looking at names in the Bible, you're looking at natures. And so what we, we can't say, well, the name of God is Allah, or the name of God is Yahweh, or Yahweh. Or, some people say, no, it's Jesus Christ. They're all wrong. All right? The name of God goes to the natures of God. And, and, and remember... If you could name something, you have power over it. And if somebody gives you their name, then they're giving you a power of attorney to act in their stead. Okay, so you know, you know when you always deal with the uh, with the governmental systems of the world, and when they're taking a survey, let's say for instance, let's say you got pulled over, and a police officer comes inside your car, the first question is, "What's your name?" I need some ID. Let's establish here's let's establish some ID. Because the guy's taking a survey there, all right? So you understand that that God has no name. That uh, in a sense that you know I'm Michael Joseph. God doesn't have a name like that, all right? God has a nature, and and when you go back and you look in in the history and you look at how the Hebrews named their children, they would never show up at the at uh, the child's birth and already have the name in hand. No. On the eighth day, the child was named. And that's because the, the parents would in the society would closely monitor the, the nature of that child. And then they would name the child according to the child's nature. All right? So a name holds a lot of value. And uh, when you break down names in general, you'll find that sometimes people live right up to their name. They live it right up to the very hilt, and they don't even know they're living it to the hilt. But all right, so Yod, Yod is I am, and uh, the the idea is um, is uh, um, Yod speaks to awareness. You know, it it's um, let's say it like this: I I am is unlimited potential. It is it is the awareness that is unfocused in every single one of us. Okay, if 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 awareness was not a part of our being, then we would have no consciousness. Okay, and to say that awareness is asleep is like when they say, "Well, you're you're asleep. You just need to wake up." 
they're only speaking to the to the to the uh, carnal mind, by the way. Okay, because it's a poss- it's impossible for awareness to be asleep. How could awareness wake itself up from a sleep? All right, so you're looking at unlimited potential in I am. Okay, so that's the yod, in a sense. So let's just so for for the sake of discussion, let's just call yod to be aware. All right, and then for the first hey, that becomes I am that. And so they asked they asked God. They said, okay. He says, my name is I am. And then he went further, and he said, I am that I am, or in the Hebrew, Ia Asha'ia, okay? And, um, okay, so I am that. Now, now we're, hold on a minute. Now, that is a, that's a focus. That's a focalized point in awareness. Well, that's, that's Michael Joseph. That's Jim Davis. That's you, listener. That is you. You are a focalized point of spirit. And so that is, I am that. All right, you are God experiencing uh, through this focal point of uh, spirit. All right, and so that's the second hey. Okay, but we haven't we haven't met we haven't met Yakin and Boaz yet. Let's let let's let's meet these two. All right. Okay, now we have Vav Yadhe Vav. In the Vav, you have the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is God as the Holy Spirit. In other words, don't think of, you know, multiple um, gods, plural. There's only one God, and we, we live, move, and have our being in God. And that's why I said angels are good thoughts and good desires. And we ourselves, by the way, are thoughts and desires in God, because God is spirit, and spirit's unlimited mind. All right, it's really kind of difficult to, to but when you, when you really get a hold of that, then, then you'll see. So when we look at the the Vav, for instance, um, let's see. Um, the Vav in prayer is is like this. Um, I'm speaking about this only in the concept of prayer. Okay, what do you want to happen? Okay, it's not that what is or what you were previously aware of. It's what you desire. Uh, thank you. It's what do you desire? Um, okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, what do you desire um, to be? Um, how, how do I say it? Um, excuse me, I just had someone step in. But okay, so it, it's it's what you are aware as being, and so in the prayer. Um, you're looking at your current objective state, right? In other words, this is how the world is as I perceive it, okay? But you're you're not going to live by the current objective state. Maybe the people around you are angry. Maybe they're not happy with their current set of affairs, and you would like to see peace and harmony. Or So are you going to allow their discord and their disharmony in lower-level frequency to drag you down in it with them? No, that that's your objective current state. That's what you're aware of currently. But in the prayer, you you have to lift that state into something that you now um once you go into into the center of yourself, once you come to this state of meditation where you you close your eyes, you shut off from your from your five senses of the world and you're coming now into into your prayer state. You're you're saying what is what is my desire? What is my desired 
objective reality. And we call this, the prayer state reality, the subjective reality. All right? And, and so the idea is that um, you're, you're through your imagination. Now, you've got to bring your imagination in here now. And what we're going to do is if I want peace and harmony in the house, or let's just say like, this just happened to me the past week. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example of what happened last week. I, um, I, I had to have a meeting with the client, and, man, it, <laughs> the written emails that were going back and forth were just, you know, they were bad. And, um, and, but there was no getting around it. I had to have this meeting. And, and my wife said, why are you fretting about this? I said, because we're talking about a lot of, a lot of money here. I mean, we're talking millions here. And I, you know, he's trying to put all this liability on my head. And, and you see how my carnal mind was bringing me down into this low frequency and, and all these fears. And she says, you know how to pray. She says, just go in and pray over it, and everything will be fine. And I was like, you know what, with peace, it was that, that was that, that salve, that ointment that she put on it. And I, so I, I closed my eyes, and I imagined through my imagination that we sat down together. We enjoyed a cup of coffee. We enjoyed a, a little bit of lunch. We had a light banter, and that we both apologized to each other for you know, our, our stubbornness. And that, and at the end of the, I saw at the end of the meeting that we were shaking each other's hands and wishing each other well, and and I sat in that imagination until it was sealed with peace. The scripture says the Holy Spirit seals with peace, and when I had total peace, I sat there as long as I had to. Which these days are, you know, if you if you want something that's relatively small, the peace comes quick. Okay. Larger things, it sometimes you have to sit there longer in your prayer, all right. But but you're but you're faithful to the prayer, and I sat there as long as it took for that peace to come on me. And when it did, I just said thank you. I didn't have to say you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, blah 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 blah. Nope, I just did it in the name of Jesus. Him resurrected from the dead is 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 the um, my subjective state in prayer is now going to manifest in my reality and so in, into my objective world. And I went to that meeting with full assurance that my objective, uh, my subjective prayer was going to manifest, and that is the last hay. The last hay is the visible, objectified world made in the image and likeness of Yod Hey Vav. And now we can see. And Yod, Yod is the Father. Hey is the Son, and Vav is the Holy Spirit. And we see now the whole the Holy Trinity, and and how what we have what our, what our duty is, whatever we need saving from, whether it be disease, whether it be you know some sort of discord, whether you just you want increase, you want prosperity, or maybe you want some something for somebody else. Whatever is your quote unquote saving state, having the courage to to go in there and uh, through your imagination put that prayer in there, and the more people that you can bring into your imagination. Remember, the scripture says where two or more are gathered in my name, and what do the people do? They run around and say, "Well, we're gathered in Jesus' name." Wrong, wrong, wrong. Where two or more are gathered in my way, in my way of doing things. I am there, 
All right. So, so when when we bring up our imagined state, is it good to have two or more people in your circle? Um, in some in some cultures, they call it a fire circle. In other cultures, they call it a Gilgal. Okay. It's it's called fire because we're talking about the fire of the Holy Spirit. Remember in the in the New Testament how it talks about they were in the upper room until the fire came down upon their heads, all right? And and that's that confirmation. So what we have to have is the courage to know that like if we look at a man and a woman and and they lay down you know in love to create a child, it's not a child, a creation of their union. Okay. Now, what if the man decides, you know, after um, the, um, the zygote is formed in in the woman's, uh, um, you know, belly? What if he decides he's going to climb up in her uterus? I know it's gross, but just grant me some folly here. What if he decides he's going to climb up in her uterus and check to see if the if the if the baby is go- is fine? Well, he's going to kill the baby. And that's the, the, the same thing in prayer. We have to have the faith that once we have put, put, once we have placed the thought and coupled it with the desire, and we have placed that in the womb of the Holy Spirit, it's done. It's done. It is finished, he said. From the beginning of the world, all states were finished. All states that could exist and that will ever exist were made before the world ever came into existence. And so all we have to do is fish out of the right side of the boat, have the courage to walk through Yakin and Boaz, and to meet the Holy Spirit at the door. All right, Because she, God as the Holy Spirit, is the one that births, is the one that's going to give birth to the new state. Remember, it says, not by strength or might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And you fish out of the left-hand side of the boat in Boaz, that's strength and might. No, 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 not by strength and might, but by, by my spirit, saith the Lord. So your saving state is birth of that of the Vav. Uh, and so now we see in the Yod, the Father, the He is the Son, the Vav is the Holy Spirit, and the last He is your world manifest and in there is a great key because your world manifests in your objective reality is reflecting, I say reflecting, your inner consciousness. And so when you look through your windows, your two eyes, your ions, remember in Boaz they had an ion, an ion and a zion, right? And that ion are your two eyes, a perception that speaks to your perceptions. When you, through your five senses and through your perceptions, when you look out, out and you see your world, okay, your world that you see is a reflection upon what's going on in your consciousness. If you want to change the world, don't be like I was thinking that I need to get up on my horse and I need to, you know, work and do this, that, and the other and spend thousands and thousands of hours trying to, you know, make an impact and to search for my purpose and find my purpose and just doing this, that, and the other. Those things are good, but let me tell you, that ain't going to change the world. You want to change the world, your world, you change yourself. You go in and you start dealing with yourself. And now 
with that, we understand completely. We can now understand completely that the scripture, when it talks about with one blood made he all nations, the one blood is consciousness. And so uh, when we when we read in the scriptures in the Genesis, the genes, remember Genesis, he says, let us make man in our image, the us is the Elohim, and, and man in our image, you see, what he's saying here, let us, that's Yod, Hey, Vav, that's the Trinity, that's the Godhead. Let us make man, and man here is the second Hey. All they did is encode the formula Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. And man here in this verse is the second Hey, which is, let me, let me be careful about how I say this, because, okay, so you, currently you, you, you have an objective state, and that's a problem. And you say to yourself, uh, this is a problem. I need to be saved from this state, so I'm going to pray. So you hold up the state in which you desire. And through your imagination, if you can bring your senses into the imagination, everything that you possibly can bring into that prayer, bring with you. Bring it all. That's, see, this is the story of Noah and his ark. He said, bring everything on that ark. Don't leave anything outside of that ark. Now, people say, oh, he put the animals. They're ridiculous. These are, you know, his thoughts, his desires, okay? And that which was good, very good, he brought on, you know, by sevens. But, you know, he brought it all on there. He brought his carnal consciousness with him as well by twos, right? So that's what he's talking about, not actual animals. It's crazy, all right? So he says, the objective state that we're looking at, we need it to be replaced by, by our prayer, our, our imagined state, which would, which would be our saving state. Okay? And then what happens is God, through the Holy Spirit, births that reality for us, and that now becomes our new objective state. Okay? That's our saving state. And, and, and you know, in, in the... Um, the Hebrew tradition, we call that the Feast of Tabernacles. And that's why the eighth day is also a Sabbath or a holy day, a high holy day, because the eighth day is always new beginnings. And the new beginning is your saving state. And you start to realize that God has always been with me. And even more than that, you you may even come to the realization that I and the Father are one and that we were never apart. It was just my own, quote, end quote, stinking thinking that made me think we were apart. apart. So, you know, when you look at whatever, whatever you need in, in, um, to be your saving state, let's say there's some kind of disease or whatever, there's nothing impossible for God. And that's what you have to, you, I mean, if you can really get a hold of that, nothing no thing is impossible for God. All the states, every possible state that ever existed was existed, came into existence prior to the world manifesting. Okay? So there's nothing that's impossible for God, no matter how bleak it may seem or no matter how close to termination or, or um, discontinuation or whatever, failure, it, it may seem that's just your carnal mind um, saying, "There you go again. See failure again, right? Here we go through this cycle again." 
okay? But have that courage, and this this is where faith comes in, okay? Faith comes in as as in I, I said the prayer. I I you know I've done this right. I say the prayer. I believe that this 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 saving state is going to manifest. And guess what? I am going to have nothing to do with this, the manifesting of this saving state. In fact, what do I become? I become a witness, and, and I get to sit back, and I begin to, to go through these weird conditions of deja vu where I feel like I have been here before. And, where, and in fact, I have been here before because I, I saw the exact same thing in my prayer room, and now I'm watching it come to be, and I'm watching the hand of God go before me as a pillar by fire by night. In my time of ignorance, a pillar of fire. Remember? Yaking, beautiful, and a cloud, you know, to, to cover my, you know, by day, a cloud to give me shade, right, from the oppression, right? The, the, uh, the so-called arrows in, um, that fly. Anyway, uh, the, the point being is we have to be true to the prayer after that because our five senses are going to be tested. And we're either going to fall subject to those five senses and take a haircut. You see, you're Samson. And you're going to, the, the woman of emotion, she's called Delilah. And she will cut your hair if your five senses, and she will deliver you over to the five lords of the Philistines. Okay, that's your five senses. And your five senses tell you, oh, crap, I knew it wouldn't work. And you know what? They will tell you that. And you'll be tested to see if you've got the faith or not. And if you have the mindset that, well, let's just see if this works. Well, you're doubting already from the beginning. Okay, you have to come into the prayer with, with the knowing strength that this is going to work. Look, this is this is how this is how things work, and and so I'm going to put this prayer in, and I'm just at this point I'm just waiting for the Lord to manifest this in my life, and that's the end of it. And I don't need to tell ten thousand people. In fact, speaking of that, if your prayer is large enough, for instance, and it requires seven billion people to move for your prayer to come true. Seven billion people will move because you're putting your prayer in God. And it, look, and, and God is the totality of the focalized manifestations called, you know, Michael Joseph, and is even more than that. Of looking at all humanity of these focalized expressions of of spirit, but God is even more than that, even greater than we can um, think about it, even in that regard, and. So nothing is impossible. We just have to have the faith to, to and the courage to stick to the prayer and and stick to the knowing that it's going to manifest, even when, you know, we get those little thoughts that come into our tent. You know, we're we're high in a sense when we go up on that mountain. Uh, the mountain is just an analogy for when you find that center and you find that place of peace within yourself where there's just it's just absolute peace and calm. You get sort of um you know a little bit um, I want to say high, but but that that that's very poor. You you really start to feel this sense of just happiness and contentness, gratification and joy, 
um, relief almost. And uh, and then all of a sudden, you come out of your prayer room, and then, you know, the next day, you get this little thought that comes sneaking into your mind. It says, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, this sounds like a bunch of hooey. You know, this is just crap. Are you sure you haven't listened to some clown here? You know, right? And and so you get these thoughts of doubt that that try to creep in, and 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 then even through your senses, maybe for instance, some um, somebody shows up in your life and says, "Yeah, they just came up with a new thing," and you know, and you're like, "Well, that's totally opposite to my prayer. How is my prayer going to work now?" And I'm here to tell you, nothing, no thing is impossible for God. I don't care what your senses tell you. In fact, more than likely, your senses are going to um, try you to see if you have that faith. Remember, the um, the scripture says, test the spirits. So, and it also says that a man who will not take care of his family is worse than a heathen. Now, I would like you to raise this up a little bit not thinking of you know your your local families but realize we are all one family in God and the man who is taking care of his family is is the godhead that is that is taking care of us if we will be as that woman who who you know remember St Paul he said I wish to present you as a chaste virgin unto Christ as a pure maiden unto Christ in submission, you know, what do you want? Remember, and, and here's another analogy in the, in the book of Esther. Esther comes forward to the king, and the king says, what do you want? I'll give, I'll give to you up to half the kingdom is yours. Just ask it. All right? So the question is, how do you ask? And in the New Testament, we're told, ask, seek, knock, and then I will open the door unto you. And then we get a double, he who asketh, seeketh, and knocketh. Well, the question is, what is the formula of how to ask, how to pray in the scriptures? And the formula is yad heh vav heh. And, and we, we went through this, and, and now at this point, you know, I could go on and on about this, but I would like to have another speaker, if, if, she's, if she's willing, to, to step forth and share her uh, testimony if, if – Patchouli, if you're on the call, I'd like if maybe if you raise your hand, you hit star two. Maybe if you're interested, if you're if you're not, then I understand that too. But I sure would love it if you could come on and share your perspectives and your um, um, your knowledge on prayer as well. I know that there are so many that are are looking for an understanding of how to do this because there's so much fear right now being uh, propagated. Um, and then after we do this, uh, if you come on, um, which I hope that you will, after we do this, I'd like to just speak to the fears of of um, people in regard to what they could do. Oh, you're here? Okay, great. Well, Jim, if you won't mind, I, I'd just like to just hand it over to her and just let her be a second witness here and just share. Uh, I mean, if you're willing to do that, are you willing to do that, Patchouli? I'm here, yeah. Sure. Okay, great. Well, go. I want you to share your your um, understandings of prayer. I'd like I'd like a. I mean, they've heard it from a masculine side. I'd like them to hear it from a feminine side as well, so that you know they could they could you know Happy take that share. away as well. All wow. right, rock on. All right. So, um, 
how many, is there any way to tell, can anybody in the chat say how, like if you've been, if you've done this before, if you've seen your manifestation by using your imagination or not? I don't want to, you know, bore you or reiterate or anything. Um, if, I, I think. Okay. There's one. Yeah. I think. Just go. Just, just, just share with us because I think I think most everybody here has done that. But okay, I, we on a timer? there's gonna be plenty that are that are gonna. We're not on a timer, but there's plenty okay. that are gonna hear the call. Um, okay. Okay. And that may right. not right. Back off. <laughs> no, go go ahead. Say what you got to say. Yeah, go. Okay. Oh, sheesh. Okay. So, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say, as, as Michael Joseph was speaking, I saw a lot of little things that it's funny that I hadn't really put a pin on this before, but you know, when you're talking about when you first uh, start doing this, you feel small and totally disconnected, like it just seems so kind of foreign. Well, that's when that's God, you're contracting God. That's your carnal mind. And, and when you can work and massage, I'll say massage, warm up first, which I, pretty, I presume that's why they probably sing in church, um, but that's to expand your consciousness of the I am within you. So that's warming you up in expansion. The more you do that, it's getting, um, it, it puts you into the flow. And in the chat, I put a little visual up of the frequency um, chart kind of thing, various feelings and stuff. So when I, when I first started trying this, I was, I was probably below 20. Um, I was in a real, man, was I in a down place. And something I heard and read gave me enough, you know, perk to try to listen to something more. And I started to come up. And then I just started, I, I heard a lot of Neville Goddard. And I just started, like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And at first, it's difficult to create an imaginary vision because our, our bodies and minds are bombarded with external, you know, other people's visions on TV or whatever, or just imagery that we've had in our, you know, minds for so long from his, you know, memory and that sort of thing. So to actually create a vision causes you to actually think about it. What do I want? What would that look like? And so when you start to put it together, um, Neville Goddard puts it in a really good way. It's like you, you come up with a snapshot of a scene that would represent you having attained or achieved or um, to have already in your possession already received, whatever it is that you're um, seeking relief from or seeking to have. So one of the ways he uses is with another person that he'll put in the scene with him, like say if it's health or something, you'll um, say you're praying for your father for him to feel better. You would imagine in your mind seeing him, say, in, in his living room, and you'd imagine the detail of the room as you know it, and maybe a breeze coming through the window uh, representing that it's, you know, summertime and you're in summer. Or it's kind of like how you can set the timeline by um, feeling the season or feeling the day because 
some you know to some people Sunday feels different from Monday, and these kind of nuances that you paint the the detail, and you know you would uh, you, you can do any number of things to bring your senses into it, but once you get the picture kind of crystal clear in your mind. And when I say crystal clear, I don't mean like it's going to look like a snapshot or anything like that, but it's like you can, the inner visual is different than when you're looking at something external. So when you can see, say, your your father standing in front of you and you see him looking vibrant and full of energy and, you know, obviously nothing is bothering him, you can tell. You can just, you know, the difference between a vibrant and a sick person or whatever the situation is. You you picture the good health and you look at him face to face as if you were actually in that room facing him. You have to put yourself in that scenario, in the now, because God is a God of now. Not everything else is it's uh it it's somewhere beyond the action place. So you are actually in this place as if you were virtual reality as if you were in a you know dream that seems real to you and you feel the senses of how happy you would feel to see you know your aging or decrepit or injured father whatever in such good health you know say an accident you don't see any signs of that and you're like you can feel it if you work it up you can feel it like it's really happening and you and you say you've never looked better and you hear him say to you, I've never felt better. And you might even go as far as giving each other a hug and feeling his arms and the pressure imaginary on your back and, and that sort of thing. And when it feels like it's real, you let go. And it's done. And you don't have to keep going back to it unless you didn't achieve that sense of, oh, wow, you know, that was like really happened. Because it will happen from there, all right? <laughs> it's, you can start with small things, and that's what I found for me I had to do, was start with small things. And as I saw one, and then two, and then a third, you know, and some people will say, I think it was Neville that said, don't tell anybody till you get past ten of them because they're going to throw some darts in your mind and cause more doubt. And you already have enough programming to overcome that would tell you that this is not the way it works and it's not real and blah, 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 whatever. But you just just do it. And once you get the first couple, you start to really feel like a, whew, what? Then as you see them going further, your your ability and your, your mind starts to expand. That's when you start going beyond little things, little singular things, and you start to see bigger pictures. And then you then it takes time to really put like a master desire together what would you really like to see if all things are possible and they are if you can believe them and that's the thing so your your faith has to grow and it does as you go and then as you're doing this you'll get little um little lessons <laughs> it was okay here's here's something that just happened and i wasn't even consciously you know stopping to do the imagination i had a situation where yesterday, day before yesterday, something came before me that I was thinking, wow, I'd really like to do that. And I thought, no, I'm going to hold back because I felt like, what if, you know, what if I need this? What if I need the money or whatever? And so I was like kind of torn and everything. I went to sleep 
when I woke up, I felt this urge to do it and just let it go. And once I let go, with that same day, two different sources came and brought me five times what it was that I let go of. But I had to do what that showed me was that when you don't have skin in the game, when you don't have like your trust and faith is shown by stepping forward, um, as Neville puts it, signs and wonders follow; they don't proceed. Many people want to see, show me the proof first before I try this. It doesn't work that way. You, you learn through experience. You have to step out. You know, Pilgrim's Progress. You have to, you have to do, and so. Um, yeah, that's uh, basically it. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you can go as elaborate as you want. You can try variations of it. You get to a point where you can go kind of um, quicker, where you can just, uh, I don't know, just sometimes I've seen things manifest really fast just for a thought. But see, once you get your more expanded sensation or feeling of yourself as God, the I am within you and you're operating from that and you're more conscious of it on a day-to-day basis, not, you know, a couple minutes here and there through the day, but it's like really at the, you know, it's right there all the time with you. You'll find that things will start to manifest your way anyway. And if you just stop for a second and just imagine, you know, little simple things like a clear freeway when you're in a bumper to bumper, you'll see it suddenly open up. In the beginning, you'll chalk it off to, oh, that's just coincidence. But then it becomes ridiculous because you can't have that many coincidences, you know. It's like you start using that for people where if you can't, um, you're having trouble communicating or say you're on two different frequencies, somebody's really low and you're on a really high frequency, it's kind of like you get static if you're trying to, um, you know, cajole somebody to come out of their low feelings. So you don't have to do that. You don't have to waste words and energy and irritate them by, you know, seeming like a nag or a broken record. You can just put them in your mind and see them in a higher state and in relaxation, in ease. And, you know, those higher, um, those higher frequencies. And I watch this happen all the time now. And, I mean, it's really changed relationships I've had, problems that were like lifelong issues that I didn't think would ever get cleared and it totally has it's just it's amazing and of course like Gary used to say no time no space no distance that's really true in the mind's eye there is no time space or distance and you can actually go back and revise things from the past using this like you know that took me a while to um, you know get my mind around that but (laughs) You know, it's, these are things that you learn as you go, and, and you, um, you know, like even for this situation that is all around us, right, there's a lot of, um, a lot of fiery darts and static coming at you from both sides, from, from all sides, actually, in, in various perspectives. Some of this stuff seems well-meaning and that, you know, really cautionary because somebody cares. Some of us are suspicious about what, you know, is going on. But see, if you take a position, you're actually li- you're limiting what you want by the, by the position that you take. So when Michael Joseph was talking about the two pillars, 
You know, we if you go down the middle and, and stay neutral, like you can observe things. You know, if you're if you're having a lot of um, a lot of a, uh, if you're down on a low frequency, where if you do a run run a body check on yourself right now, and if you feel anxious, worried, tight, you're in a lower frequency. So it's a little more difficult for you to fend off when somebody is coming at you with more worry and fear stuff. So, you know, that would be a good time to go listen to the I am, the power of I am or something and, you know, get yourself into a quiet space and and realign or do whatever it is that works for you to raise your frequency up. And Thomas Troward says you can actually just say the word joy, 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 repeatedly, and it will actually, that vibration will raise your frequency up. Laughter will raise the vibration of your body and the frequency up. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And, you know, for, for anybody who has problems with the Bible, um, it doesn't matter. Um, this works for everybody. It does. It's just a lot more powerful and effective and deeper and much more meaningful if you see that this is all written in the, in the Bible. It really is. And, and that means that the promises in there, those apply to you if you can claim them the same way. So they're really, um, your world is your choice. And, and so, you know, our eye is, is talking about when, you know, your perspective have you ever looked at a topic that really got you, you know, flipped out and then somebody explained something to you and then suddenly you didn't see it in that same, you know, intense way and you were like, oh, well, that changes everything. And suddenly your body isn't, you know, going, giving you all this anxiety and tightness. Well, that's how if you look at things now, you can take them to spirit, take them to, you know, your, your secret place, which is in the mind. That's the prayer closet. You don't have to um, be like a ping pong ball being batted around by whatever the media is telling you or whatever. You know, most of the time we don't know what's really going on with that anyway. I look at it all as like it's propaganda. So, you know, I'm I'm not going to believe the wisdom of men. I'm going to go with my inner calm and stay in a harmonious state and be open to spirit and I'm going to use my imagination, which is Christ, and I'm going to make, you know, overlay my imaginary vision atop whatever is out there because the truth is the substance is in the mind. It starts in mind first. So the shadow is what we see in the outer world, and that shadow is going to fade based on what's in what you were actually um, creating. So... You know, it, it, it can take a little more time, but that's why I say if, if you can get into, a, get into the flow state by bringing your vibration up to the higher ranges, um, creating joy or any of the kind of, uh, any of, the kind of feelings that will, will get you closer to that blissful state or that state where you feel you're in alignment, where it's easy for you to, you know, put your visual together and uh, believe it. There's also another trick that Neville would talk about that if you have a, if you have trouble believing something, one of the ways that you can um, get this through to the subconscious is to take that you know few minutes before you fall asleep 
and tune everything out and put that visual in your mind and just make the statement that, you know, thank you. Thank you, Father. Something like that. Thank you. As if you've already received it. And then fall asleep. And that that will, that's like the seed and the egg being, you know, becoming a zygote. So it's, um, it's been a really interesting thing for me to, to see all this stuff going on and not for the first time, not taking a polar um, position and not getting riled up. And it, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You can have heaven here. You can, even among this stuff. And I guess that's it. <laughs> hey, hey, Val, uh, MJ back here. Um, one thing that popped into my mind when you said you got five times the uh, – the, the increase, uh, there's a story in the Old Testament about um, Isaac, and um, um, and he's, he's got all of his sons around him, and he um, <clears throat> they they come back to him and say, look, yeah, we went down there to see that man down there in uh, Egypt, and he said that he wants, he wants the little boy as well, and, you know, the little boy is that the, the, the child in you, that, that's your true self. And um, he he says I can't I can't you know you know and then Judah which is you know the spirit in you says I'll stand surety for the little boy and he says there comes a point where Isaac as that that blind old man which is you know our objective consciousness says all right that's it we're all in. We're gonna put every 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 bit of us is in the game now. We're in, and so they all go down to Egypt, and Joseph, the Savior, right, uh, reveals himself to uh, to to his brethren, and he says, um, "Listen, um, I'm gonna put Benjamin over here," and he gave Benjamin. Benjamin literally means son of my right arm or son of my strength. And, he, and all of these sons and all these players, as you well know, are aspects of your of your consciousness. But he takes the son of his strength and he rewards them with a five-fold portion greater than the others. He got five times as much. It wasn't until Isaac said, we're all in, did, did Benjamin get the five-fold portion. And... I thought that was really beautiful that you said that you had a, you know, I mean, it, that's the that's the real meaning of what's what's being said there, you know. Give well, me, give me yourself. Entrepreneurs say you have to burn the bridges if you really want something to work. You burn the bridges, or what? What that old story about burning the boats so nobody could go bail out or <laughs> run away or whatever. But right. you know, until you have flesh, if, until you have your own skin or some kind of a risk in into this you're not really in faith. You're still just waiting to see something happen. So it does, it takes that. And it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean, you know, something big. Um, it's just that you're willing to take the step, even though, you know, you have inner questions and you're like going, like say there's like an embarrassment factor. I, I don't want to do this and look like a horse's ass if I'm wrong or whatever. You know, it's a matter of... Um, you know who cares? <laughs> this it's the outer world is a mirror of what's going on in your thoughts. So 
if we're seeing this stuff right now, I mean, it's really not a surprise based on all the thoughts and the stuff that people have been, you know, dreaming up and promoting for years and years. So, you know, by the same token, change your thoughts and your world changes. You know, I was thinking, you know what, this may sound stupid to somebody who's really, you know, feeling the intensity from the outer world and all their, you know, fear-mongering out there. This might really sound stupid, what I'm saying. But, you know, the Bible even talks about that. <laughs> it's the, This sounds foolish to the wisdom of the world. And that's another part of yeah. faith, you know, to step out that way and to be thought ridiculous. All I know is until you see this work for yourself, it's going to take some faith. And I'm, when you see it, your whole world will change. You'll realize that you've never been alone. You'll realize that you've never been, uh, you've, just, you've, you've been creating uh, the wrong way out of unconsciousness yes. because you followed the pattern, you know, everybody laid out for you. So, you know, you start to see programming as you can continue down this path, you know, programming that you've had starts to drop off and, and the more that drops off, the more is revealed. It, it's, a, it's a fascinating, amazing thing. I'm never bored anymore. I mean, never bored. Well, I spend now, a lot of time now trying to with figure the, out what I want to create, though. <laughs> well, you make a good point now that when you come to the door, like you, you, you've walked through Yakin and Boaz. Well, that's why he says, test me in the little things. You got a little headache? Tr- do this. You, you got a little meeting? You got to do this. Test me in the little things because you're going to grow in your spiritual strength, you know. But once you walk through Yakin and Boaz and you realize you're not alone, you're met at the door of the temple. This is just all allegory, yeah. you know, but yeah. we're met at the door of the temple with, by the Holy Spirit. And, and the question I believe, which is presented to everyone at the door, is what do you want? And that, and, and now you actually can righteously choose. Like, remember what Moses said? I put before you life and death. Choose life. And right. it's really hard to choose life if you don't know you have a choice. You know, but yeah. once you become that's, knowledgeable that's why I say of the law if you God, can, to, to work yourself into that place where you are – more aware of um, the I am that the power of I am video that's like the audio book or whatever that really helped yeah. me in the beginning that really started to you know feed that inner spirit that had been really dwindling for a long time because I spent so much time in the analytical and studying and researching things and all this and, and I was in a pretty hefty depression and not feeling good for like three months and you know, I was like circling the drain, really. And within, oh my gosh, it's so quick how it turned around, just so quick. And it's, I've never had another issue again. It just gets better and better every day. The power of I am. That's um, you mentioned that. That's um, that's one of God, Neville Goddard's books. Yes, the power of I no. am. No, this one is. Um, I put it in the chat. Um, oh, you did? Okay, great. I was just wanting yeah, to see if we could get that link in the chat. chat. Good, good. Uh, I forget. James Allen or something like that? I can't remember. But it's really, right. um, it's quite good. And and it's just, it doesn't, it's not real deep or anything, so you don't have to really know a bunch of metaphysical stuff or a bunch of um, 
big biblical concepts or you don't need you know words interpreted to get it it's it just goes right to your spirit and starts to open up your mind like wow wow could this be real wow and you know it's like we don't realize how powerful we are we really don't and you know when you start to see it and you, then you start to feel it and then you start to spend time you know shut off with spirit you really can get a sense of what's there and then you start reading some of the deeper stuff and you realize wow there is a lot more there just like jim was talking about last week with you know in amazing feats that we think are impossible you know because we've been told they're impossible you know well they are for the little limited mind but once you're operating you know, you have know, to. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you can actually fly at some point. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't worry, I'm not going to try or go off the deep end, but I'm just like, it's amazing. Just the, you know, you if you look at, like, the keys of Solomon and what he was trying to do with these sigils, he was trying to become invisible. He was using them to uh, bring you know, some maiden from across town to walk to his door, you know. I mean, he was using it for the total flesh and stuff, right? But that means that he had the sense that it was possible. It so, is possible. <laughs> absolutely. <It is> possible. <laughs> absolutely. The, the thing so, is, you know, that's why if you can uh, keep the God focus. That that puts you keeps you in the the alignment of the law of love and not so much just what you want. Man is walking walking from his perspective, and at what he sees within himself, he's projecting outward. And all the people that are part of our so-called life or scenario that we come in contact or meet, and what they say and what they do. That's all coming from, you know, from within us projected outwardly. And the scenarios that they're portraying in our lives is there to perfect us and to strengthen us and to cause us to walk in faith and move through that. But see, most people are is, is looking at it as there's a God far off instead of looking within themselves yeah. as the God, because we are that God that's having an experience. And until we consciously are conscious of that and projecting the love, the peace, the goodness, the mercy, and all those things, then, you know, you know we're going to have shortcomings. And, you know, it says... No one can ascend up the mountain except he that came down. And, you know, that divine creator is the one that came down and put himself into this fleshly body, which right. we, call, we call ourselves. We are that creator. He came down and he ascended back up. We have to ascend back to the true nature of who we are. We see ourselves as individualized beings, but we are the all. We are everyone. Yes. That's why we're all connected. 
when I hurt or say wrong to a fellow human being, I'm actually hurting myself. Yes. I, I think I'm doing it to them, but in actuality, it's coming back to me because I'm right. the one making the judgment. I'm the one speaking the, you know, the misuse. The People call it slip of tongue, but doesn't it say the tongue is an un, unruly member that sets on fire the very course of nature? Ain't that the truth? Everything that, happens that. Life, everything that happens in our life, we are doing to ourselves even though we may hear things from our wife or our children or our grandchildren, no matter what, or a complete stranger. Those are the things that's happening from within us and that are projecting outward. You know, that's why he says it's like a mirror. We're looking into a mirror, see what manner of man we are. We see that we're God in this flesh, but the minute we turn, we forget. And we act like the rest of the world. We act like everybody else. It's all there. And even the very scriptures tell us that every out of everything that was created, there's only God. If there's only God, then we must be God. Even though there's billions of us. And I mean, the end there of live and have our being. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. But we're seeing ourselves as this fleshly body, which we are not. It's just the house right. to carry that almighty creator that we are about. We're having the experience in an individualized state. We're like the infinite possibility that there is. When he created everything, he created it all in the beginning. It's not going to be created later on or in the future. He did everything and he said the the seventh day he rested. It could have been one second or one billion or trillion years for all we know. I mean, with God, there is no time. But all I'm saying is this, that we have to acknowledge who we are. And like you said, in him, we live and move and have our being. And that's the truth. When he takes that breath, we can't say, oh, wait a minute. No, I ain't ready to go yet. I mean, we gonna go. I mean, we just have to look at it from the perspective of what he's really projecting to us. Because it's all him, even from Alpha to Omega. Like he said, I am the beginning and I am the end. There's only me. But we think there's only we, me, you. And it's not. It's all God. We just have to get in the right uh understanding and lift ourselves up within ourselves to where we can see and know who and what we truly are but he also gave us a free will we can go do what we want to do even though we know it's bad a lot of times people still do it you know he says don't kill don't murder don't you know this and that but what do people do I'm going to hurt that SOB or I'm going to do this. You know, they let anger and hate and all that garbage build up in them when he said this ought not to be so. But yet the ego gets in the way. Yes, ma'am. Even Moses back then. The reason the ego gets in the way because that ego thinks it's this flesh and it's not. 
You know, we get, when we discipline this flesh and, you know, guard this tongue, like he said, it's an unruly member that said on fire this very course of nature. I mean, we have to look at each and every day and each and every way that we are God having an experience. And like you hear people made up that uh, saying, what would Jesus do? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they've got that saying out there. But what, yeah. what would the creator do? Would, would he want me to go slap that guy that I'm upset with? No. He says, forgive him. And Peter even right. said, well, Lord, how many times do I forgive him? I already get, forgave him seven times. He said, no, no 70 times seven, which is 490 times. But what he's actually saying, I don't care if he does it a billion times, let loose it and let it go. Or you can't move. That's what forward. I was saying last week was, was about the forgiveness. When when I had that one, it was uh, I'm a, I want to say it was maybe a few months in after I had been working with this, um, you know, the, the using the, the the mind and the imagination and putting the feeling to it and all that. I had that episode where a bunch of stuff that I had held for a long time started to come up, and I went to this whole cleansing of you know forgiveness of, of all of it and i everything opened up after that what i what i've come to see is that when you're holding something against someone else even yourself you are blocking the channel you're blocking the flow of spirit you're you put a limitation and kind of held them prisoner and yourself in this um erroneous state of of thought in your memory and it still has feelings you know tied to it so that thing once once you go through the forgiveness thing you can not only forgive you can actually bless that that one and start to create you know good scenarios for them which really opens things up it's a total yeah. flip on everything you've ever learned in your life and yes <laughs> ma'am and some and some of those people that you know that, that they knew possibly from time past that you had ought against them. And then when you loose it and let it go and they see the difference in you and mm -hmm. everything, they begin to scratch their head like, wow, man, she really did change or he really did change. My God, it's they're not like they used to be. So they really did forgive me, you know. And we don't have to say nothing. They know that within themselves. Right. I think Gil's in there. I think he might have a question. You there, Gil? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I just wanted to say thank you. It's a great call. And, um, um, thank you for sharing, Patchouli. Uh, it's always good to hear another perspective and, a, you know, um, another angle from it. I mean, I would say that what kind of was helpful for me is, um, you know, in the past, what was challenging for me is it's trying to change myself and maybe the people in my house initially. Yeah. So yeah. I would, I would act, I would actually, um, and I didn't really, you know, you just analyze this, but I would, you know, I put some thought into this lately and looking back and seeing um, kind of the visions come to, to, to pass or, or, or the prayer be answered was to, to, to do what you were saying, patchouli, 
but for someone else that you don't see, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, um, you know, if you have like, let's say a child <laughs> that, that just seems rebellious or, you know, and it, it's hard to, to stay true to your prayer when you have that, it, it's in your face, you know, often. So what was kind of nice for me is, you know, hold someone up that, you know, isn't in your daily life and hear the good news of what, you know, you know that they wanted, you know, like, you know, for example, like uh, a family member wanted to make more money and have a better job and not be as stressful. So he's not in my life every day, but to hold, I, 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 I did what you guys would say, you know, as if it was real um, and just stayed there until, and, and started it over until, you know, it felt like you were satisfied, you know, you know, that, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and let it go. And for me, it just seemed easier in the beginning to, to do things for other people um, that were not like constantly being reminded in your daily life, you know, like testing your right. faith kind of thing. You know what I mean? That, yes, that, I that, was, really, that was really helpful for me um, to, to build my faith. Um, cause then I was like, oh yeah, you know, that works. It's great. You know, he did get another job or he did stop drinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just kind of build upon that and then you can kind of, then you can kind of test your faith a little bit more by pulling in, you know, um, people closer to your circle. That makes sense. Right. Amen. <clears throat> you know, you know, in the book of Timothy, you know, Tommy, Thomas, uh, not Timothy, Thomas Didymus, you know, another I, I myself, or the one they're saying is like the, the Messiah's twin. You know, in the scriptures where it says that, you know, when thought and feeling, you know, hello? Yeah. Like, no, I, just, I just keep hearing the static in it. You know, when it says thought and feeling, become one you can say unto the mountain move away and it literally has to obey you you know when whatever we're thinking or praying for in our mind we're seeing in our mind's eye so to speak and then we put the feeling with it as though it already has happened that it already is and that we give thanks and praise for that it literally brings it to manifestation faster and even like you said for your like gil was saying he was praying for someone in his family when you put that what you were praying for your family in that and put the feeling with it as though it's already done and give thanks for it like it says when it becomes one with inside of you when you literally say i accept it that's the way it is i know it and i ain't taking no for an answer did you know that it is done it will literally manifest like it said it has to obey you and it does bring it about quicker and faster there's and it that that's important because he repeated it three times in the same gospel Uh, you know one place he tells us to when you marry those two together or they come together in agreement and you accept it that way and you're completely immersed in it which means that 
you're totally filled with it. Know that it is that way. Just loose it and let it go and just give thanks. Have an attitude of gratitude. No matter what people say or what they do or what they come back at you with. Just, just know that it is. And it will be just as you speak it. And it'll be so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It'll flabbergast you each and every time. And the best thing, the best part about it is God's on time every time, all the time. And, you know, there's no lack with him. I mean, it is what it is. It is amazing. I've seen that in my own situation, something similar to Gil. And it was kind of like an amplified thing. And instead of, you know, chewing in the ear of this one that is in my presence, you know, daily, I just started, I got an inspired thought to just speak as if he's already in the capacity that I would want him to be in. Amen. And I'm telling you, it happened. It's true. It came about. I couldn't be more, he blows my mind now. <laughs> he's one of the yeah. most, like, uh, positive energies in the house. It's it's really it's just so unbelievably great. Amen. You know that scripture. I mean, that was one of my first ones with people where I did it with, you know, others where I could actually see it. And that was, I mean, I'm telling you, like night and day. Amen. You know the scripture where it says, let God be true and every man a liar? I mean, that comes to my mind a lot, especially when I'm praying for somebody or, or you know, sending out energy and things. And, you know, and healing and things like that. You know, when it says, let God be true, that's the absolute all of everything. The the all of all, the yod vav whatever you want to call them. The all of everything. The I am that I am. And when I, and it says, let every man be a liar, I look at that as the, the carnal-minded man and the, the carnal thoughts of man. Because they go to and fro in the earth seeking who it can devour. So, but when I pray a lot of times, I always acknowledge that scripture. Let God be true. God is true. And every man is a liar. Including myself, if I think in a negative or not agreement with what the word is telling me and what my prayer that I put forth is. When it comes back like, oh, did you really pray that? Is it really happening? You cast down every high-minded thing that exalts itself above the word of God. You are God, and you spoke out the word of your desire, what you want. And when that thought comes back and say, did you really say that? Or did you really pray that? It ain't going to happen. You know, this net just cast <laughs> it down. Say, No. I am the king and the priest in the household of God, like it says. And I'm telling you, it is that it is that it is. And I am that I am that I am. And that's the end of it. And when we can come with that boldness, like it tells us, we can boldly go to the throne of grace. But it's just like if I, if I, yeah, like if I go to my dad or to my mother, I don't have to go up there with my hands up. Mom or dad, can I talk to you? Mm-mm. I can boldly walk up and say, hey, mom, or hey, dad, I got something I got to tell you, or I need your help with. 
And he's going to, first thing he's going to say, what can I do for you, son? But people got the concept of God is they got to crawl in there on their knees and, and beg God for something, which is not true. That's the, that's the teaching of the church system to where they can keep you in subjection to their rulership. And we don't have to do that. I don't care what religion there is out there. We can never, ever, ever, ever be separated, you know, from the creator. And he even tells us that there's neither life nor death, principality or power, you know, that can separate us from the love of God. I mean, it's there. And uh, people tell me all the time, like some of my friends, well, I believe in God, I believe in this, but you're a little out there. I said, but isn't All it right. in the, that's what I tell them, isn't it in the word? Well, yeah. I, right. I said, do you, I, tell them, do you, I tell them, do you believe God's word? Well, yeah. And I know the scriptures right. just like you. I said, okay. But the thing is, do you truly honor and uh, adhere to and obey what it tells us to do? Then you don't hear nothing. Right. I, said, that, I, I, I know we're supposed to do that, but I don't do it because it seems stupid. It seems out there. It seems whatever. And it's because the carnal mind, it is out there to, to the carnal mind. The carnal mind is the mind that has been developed by the earth, you know, and this worldly system and all the stuff that we've, you know, been programmed to believe. Yeah. So, you I, know, you just over, override that thing, and that's where the standing in faith comes in. You know, yeah. you uh, are going to get tested because we're so used to believing the data of our five senses and we don't even mm-hmm. interpret it. In the past, we haven't interpreted it through the spirit. We only interpret it through the eyes of man, which uh, we've been I, trained to believe, you know. Yes, ma'am. But I purposed within myself, no matter what it takes, that whether people think I'm crazy or insane or stupid or whatever the case may be, I mean, that's their judgment. I'm not judging them. What judgment they judge me, they're going to be judged with the same judgment. But that's what the the scripture says. So, I mean, and I had my friends, like I said before on the call, how they asked me to pray for them. But to each other, when I wasn't around, they were telling me I was a little crazy and out there. And then they come back and ask me to pray for them, which I would. But before I did pray for them, I asked them, a question i said why would you want a crazy and insane person pray for you and their eyes got big as silver dollars because they knew that someone had told me what that was in their group after they left from where i was at that that somebody came back and told me and i wasn't at doing it to scold them or nothing i was just trying to get them to see truly what's really going on with themselves and I say, they, and I ask them, they said, well, God answers your prayers. I said, well, you know, why doesn't God answer yours? They said, well, he don't answer them like he answers yours. I said, well, do you have a different God than I got? But they're sitting there swearing up and down on the scriptures that they, you know, they're seeing, but they're not seeing like the scripture says. And they're hearing, but they're not hearing what it's really saying. And they're not applying. So I was. When I went to church, and, that's what I, that's and how I'm, I took I, it in. 
I'm not, I'm not judging anybody. I'm only coming from my perspective because I used to be that way. And one day I just said, no more. I'm going to give it all and everything I got. They can call me this. They can call me that. They can do this. They can do that. I don't care. I'm going to do what it says the best of my knowledge and to give it out according to the, you know, my own life experiences and what Yava has shown to me. Not to twist the arm or make him do anything. I'm just sharing my testimony and what he's, the good things he's done for me. And, you know, that I, my only thing is, is that I hope that I spark something in people to cause them to go look for themselves. Because I tell them this, because when you see it, you're going to know, and you're not going to need me or anyone else. Like the scripture says, you ain't going to have no need that any man teach you because you've seen it for yourself and you're able to stand on it and walk in it no matter if anybody else does or not. And I just let it go at that. And, uh, you know, but sometimes yeah. when I, I see certain things, I mean, it, it, it bothers me inside as a man the that why 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 are they going down that path there? i mean it's as simple as the nose on their face why can't they see it and sometimes i i get i get bold and you know let that boldness come out and it's honestly it's not to usurp anything over anyone it's just that I have such an intense desire and love and wanting for right. that true knowledge and love of the Creator. Man, I want to, I just pray with every fiber of my being that they all see it. You know, even if it ain't the same way as I see it, but close to it, hopefully. <laughs> but, you know, to where That's we what I mean. Get... You can even do that in this situation and is, is create an outcome that you would like to see whatever this uh, external thing is going on, create the outcome that you want to desire it to, to be, which takes some thought. Yes, but to ma'am. see it coming for the good, see it all for the good. And I know some people are not going to understand when I say that, but, you know, you, you control your own fear. You're master of your domain. One way or the other, you either have abandoned your mastery by letting, you know, just spending time freaking out, reading this, that, and the other blog, and more, you know, Twitter feed or TV or whatever, and you're just letting it run over you as if the outer world is the um, the cause of all this. It's the effect. The, the cause happened in mind. So Amen. by the same token, you can correct it in mind. And that's where people have a hard time believing that they could have any impact on something that seems so large and, and vast and crazy, but you definitely can. You can have it for your own sphere, and, you know, that reverbs out. There are lots of uh, people who have, you know, awakened, and they're using their consciousness and, and, and putting, you know. Yes, ma'am. They're We're intending walking. this for, for something positive. For you know, it's going to be a surprise probably how it comes out. I, yeah, we're, I, regardless, we're you don't have to be touched by whatever craziness. It won't. Ha- it, you don't have to be touched by it. But when you make your claim in it, stand on it, and don't let those fiery darts in. You got to put the whole Amen. armor of God on. 
Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. The breastplate of righteousness or goodness. You know, the showing forth the love of that divine, eternal truth that is. You know, and the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, our belief system. You know, if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Everybody says, well, how do you know that God said it? I said, well, it, you know, I know man has put things in there, and they've also changed things. But if you go back to the, yeah, that, and the, the Bible says the threefold cord is not easily broken. If I can prove it by mm -hmm. the ancient text, as well as today's text, and by, like you said, the inner witness, the proof is there. The threefold cord is not easily broken. So, I mean, I'll tell you, with all these little fear impact, little, um, you know, darts that come in, about, like I'm looking at a mention of something in the chat, there's obviously, you know, concern or something there. You know, if you, if you keep your body vibration and your mind vibration up into a high frequency, there's nothing that, uh, you don't have to fear anything that's of a low vibration. It's kind of like if you stay up a high FM radio dial, you're not going to pick up a, a crappy AM radio station. <laughs> That's the way I put it to make it simple. And so, you know, you stay in your kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of whatever. But, you know, if you want to live and wallow and, you know, chew like a cow does its cud, the, the ugly thoughts and concerns and stuff, you're going to, affect your body and by doing that you affect your immune system your immune system is at its highest when you know when you see people who are you know freaking vibrant and and everything you know that their immune system is high it's it's a you can see it you can see it mm -hmm. so you know if you're worried about something like that you know keep your mental game up in in to the flow zone and keep your, you know, body feeling from falling into depression, fear, anger, um, you know, hypervigilance, uh, stress, and, you know, reflex where, you know, you feel like the fight or flight syndrome, you know, the adrenaline. Yes, that ma'am. That's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yes, You know how earlier you said you were talking about how uh, someone that you were talking about brought somebody there to to walk through and it was solomon went to bring some woman to walk through the door but it wasn't yeah. far okay yeah. see the thing is that we can do all of those things not not only could solomon but we all can do each and every one of us can but see it tells part us of the in, all. yes ma'am but the difference is not everybody studies to show their self-approved, a workman or workwoman, you know, uh, workmen rightly grouping together the truth or the, the word of good, a little here, a little there, everywhere the word. It could be the Old and New Testament. It could be the ancient text. It could be the Bhagavad Vita. It can be, you know, yeah. the, the right. Chinese text. The, every one of them is saying the same thing. But the the only difference is yes. they're coming from their perspective and their exactly. culture. Yep. If you really 
take so you the have time. a different way of explaining the same thing that we are reading in a different, you know, <laughs> in a different tome. Yeah, it's the same story, the same story mm-hmm. being reiterated over and over and over and over and over again, till somebody can finally say, "Aha! No matter where I go, I'm going to get the same story. So it must be true. So I, this is solid ground. This is the rock that I've been looking for." You know, uh, they right. they know what the true rock is. Not that it's what they're calling Jesus is the chief cornerstone, because in the ancient text it says the the Christ, the Christ. It didn't have nothing to do with the name Jesus. It just said the Christ, which is the anointed, the the Messiah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the Messiah. Well, see, they're trying to say it's an a literal oil, but not necessarily. Right. It, it's right. that, you know how when you feel a surge of power or a surge within your body, yeah. like, a, you know what I'm talking about? The uh, flow, yes. Yeah, you feel it, and you can feel it rise up in your being. Your your spinal fluid is that sacred fluid that keeps the tree of life alive. We are the tree of life, and everybody's looking out there for some tree of life when we are that tree. He said he is the vine. The vine is your spinal cord that has that fluid running up and down it. Isn't that what they call the uh, anointing oil when it hits the, 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 what do you call it, the pineal gland and the pituitary gland? Then it opens up keter. Isn't that the chrismine aspect? Mm-hmm. The Christ, right. the holy anointing right. oil? Everything yeah. that the scriptures are talking about is talking about this this body and the creator in us. And we're awakening to it's who true. we are as an individual. But from all the infinite possibility that was created from the beginning. That's why we're yeah, all the I mean, same. But yet, you're, big. <laughs> but yeah, but you're seeing it from... We could be looking at the same thing together and just from the angle that you are, that slight angle and me over here, even though we're both looking at the same thing, absolutely right. you're going to see it slightly different than I do. Exactly. But we can put it all together to get a magnificent and greater picture and a greater understanding. If one can put a thousand to flight, you can imagine what two or three or 10 or 20 can do. Our word, you know, when the scripture says God, that he made, that he made his word a little lower than his nature. Yeah. He put his nature a little, what I'm saying is everything that God created. He spoke it out. He, he put it out in the thought conception, the idea, the logos. And we do the same. It says, out of the heart, the mouth will speak. And what we speak, we become. The word is the actual manifestation of that true nature of the ever-living. God said it. And it became so. He said, his word has gone out. It will not come back 
void or empty. It went out to do exactly what he sent it out to do. And our word does the same thing. But see, we tend to forget because we're in this fleshly body. We speak it out, whether it be in blessing or in anger or whatever. And then we go our way. We forget. But he's not, we're, they're not thinking about the earth turning. But even people that don't believe in God or anything, they tell you. It's all on the will, friend. What goes around comes around. In other words, you're going to get what you spoke out, whether it's now or 10 years later. It's coming That's what Neville back says to that you. If you Neville, Neville basically says that when you create something for someone, create it as if something that would be something that you would want. Because if the other one uh, doesn't want it, refuses it basically, it will come back to you. So yes. if you just really look, I mean, what really started to impact me was really grasping the oneness of everything. And it's our, you know, limited perception that makes us feel separate and individual. But, you know, that namaste that people say in India, you know, you know that is, you know, they're recognizing spirit to spirit, you know, the, the divine in the other. So when you start to really recognize that, okay, um, I'm looking at a mirror when I'm seeing my outer world, which is reflecting like predominant thoughts that are going on or have been going on in me recently. So if you see something that irritates you, this is what Leela was um, mentioning about anxiety, would be you would take it back and um, she uses that as a kind of a, a sign or a, a little alert to go take it back you know, internally and correct it. And that's the same way that now I'm starting to see that if, you know, say my husband is uh, a little agitated or whatever, okay, where is that agitation in me? Where is the thought that created that? Like, did I start to, you know, gripe in my head about my husband a few days ago being, you know, grumbly or whatever? Because here it is. It's out. It's outsourcing now. It's, it's um, forget the word for this, but... Basically, it filters out finally, and you see it. And so it's like, okay, I need to correct that. So it really starts to make you think about what you're saying and, and uh, you know, check yourself. And it's amazing that you can correct it. It's, it's amazing. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it really it's, put, it's, it's put before our eyes, you know, what's deep within inside of us, like you said. Whatever's bothering you, it comes in a form of, like you it might be a hunch at first. And if you don't pay any attention to it, it uh, it'll keep nagging at you and it may pop up as anxiety. It's not that you oh, yeah. didn't really, you didn't yeah. address it, but yet it's something that has to be addressed to where you can move forward and you're not addressing it. So all of a sudden yeah. it just pops up as a, a, like a boogeyman, so to speak, or that anxiety. I don't know why I feel this way. My heart's racing and this and this and this. It's just like having right. a, a having a, a, a dream. You know, mm -hmm. you have these mm -hmm. dreams that pop up and you say, well, I wasn't thinking that. Why did that dream pop in there? Or why that? Because right. there's something deep inside of you that it may project itself in a way that in your mind that you're thinking, oh, that's not a good dream. Or no, I wasn't thinking that. Why did all of a sudden it pop in there? It's not. It's a way to get your attention. That's why when you have certain dreams, 
it's like hello there i'm here i'm trying to tell you something right not, necess not necessarily that it's exactly about what the dream is showing you but it's exactly. to get your attention to where you can say oh okay now and then you can sit there and meditate say okay I, I know you're trying to get my attention. What are you trying to show me? And you That's take, what I, when you I first wake up, I start to write down if I have any, you know, remain, remainders of thoughts, like a dream was going on and I first wake up, I try to consciously grab it right then and, and yeah. write it down so I can take it back to, um, you know, my books that I, I collected on uh, ancient symbols and their meanings because a lot of times, you know, what I've learned is that the subconscious or whatever if i'm going to say it will tell you what it is it will they will literally yeah, use symbols not that's necessarily why the hieroglyphs were symbols well that's true but you will actually hear them when in your dreams like mm -hmm. hypothetically you have somebody chasing you and you wonder why they're chasing you if yeah. you stop in your if you stop in your dream which you can stop in your dream and just turn around and say, why are you chasing it? And, <laughs> and then lo and behold, whether that, that wolf or the tiger, whatever it is, it will sit there and tell you, I was trying to get your attention because of this, this, and this. It would literally tell you what's actually gone, that's going on or that will be taking place or something. But it was trying to get your attention before it come to pass. So you could so correct it dreaming, and move right? forward. Well, not necessarily. You can have lucid dreaming where, yeah, from the beginning of your dream to the end, I mean, you can, uh, well, in a sense, you can say it's lucid dreaming, but I mean, even in your well, In other words, dreams, you're, you're, you're actually aware in your dream, but you're still in the dream and you're yes, interacting you're, with it, with your you know, like mind activated. You're consciously conscious of it, yes. yes yeah, yeah. And yeah, I want like, 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 I'd like to get there. That would be good. Well, you can before you go to bed at night. But, of course I can. I just don't, you know, that's well, something I'm going to have to program myself to do. Yes, ma'am. I didn't mean it in the sense I was telling you what to do. I'm, I'm just coming from my perspective. Like when I go to, uh, before I lay down, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll, play out the dream that I had before or what I had during the day and I would go through it in my mind's eye and then I would sit there as I'm doing I'm breathing I would tell myself tonight I'm going to dream I'm and if I had that dream more than once I'm gonna say I'm gonna continue that dream and then in, while I'm having that dream I'm gonna converse in my dreams with whatever you know it's trying That's to tell good. me and I will receive the correct and right answers that I need. And I'm telling you, it does work. That's really good. You know how when people fall in their dreams? Yeah. And, and then uh, you wake up, don't you? Yes. The reason why you wake up, because you're in control at all times. You just consciously don't realize that a lot of times. But you can tell yourself. I'm going to bail out now. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Before I hit the ground. You can honestly, in your dream, if you're falling, you can sit. If you're, if you're, if you're conscious, if you practice it enough, it, I believe me, it, it will happen. 
And if you somehow in your dream, you start to fall, you just said, no, I can't fall. I'm going to fly and go wherever I need to go. And next thing you know, in your dream, you could be falling, you'll stop. And next thing you know, you're flying wherever you want to go. Uh, and you'll see that you're in control. But when you ask those questions, why are you chasing me? Or why am I in this particular place? For what reason? They will give, say, please explain to me the true meaning of this. And I'm telling you, uh, you'll know that God is God. Because, it, I mean, the, it will come to you and you will know. I I've mean, had it, um, it, interpretation after the dream where I've written it all out and then I'm looking at it and it starts to like rise up in me the meanings and it's like I get that inner you could call it um, resonance or witness or whatever and I know like okay that's what that is especially to ones that are weird um, but but I'd like to do that interactive thing that sounds awesome <laughs> well, I'm just I so mean, busy like with this other stuff it's like <laughs> well you know so the the symbols and stuff that I mean, you know how they show the symbols. I mean, you see them in your dreams, but they're also for the awakening state. When you understand the meaning of those symbols that you see and things, and you've read the interpretations of it, what they mean or more than one meaning, and you encounter them in your life, those are. In, I wouldn't necessarily say stop signs, but they're a way to get your attention, to pay attention to those, to where you can get a greater understanding visually of what's going on around you in the physical so-called sense world out here. Right. And through that, that you can grasp a greater understanding and not only help yourself, but your your loved ones and those around about you too. And then I mean, even though they appear in your dreams sometimes, but when you're, you know, when it's, it says when a man or woman's in the deep sleep of the night, that the creator instills instruction in them. But he, you know, uh, right, was, right. It, was it Elijah? I think he said, he said he saw them everywhere. He said, but he heard them in the still small voice. That's in the dream and the vision of the night. But he heard with his ear the voice of the creator and that's why i say when you when you have those dreams if you really realize it you can communicate with the in the dream with the and, characters uh, and the interact yes ma'am whether it be your loved ones because you're the master family. right you're the master of the dream yes ma'am and even though the people are um what we call passed on. Yeah. The they're 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 still they're still here. No, they're available. Right. Oh yeah. The only difference is that's what I was mentioning about the masters of the Far East, the books. And, oh, I've been uh, digging into that since we last talked. Oh my goodness. Well, it's been amazing. And Book four. Uh, well, you you're gonna find out the reason I mean they served that but even though they passed what we call passing, uh, they still retain their body, the same body they had. Yeah, but it's actually renewed. It's renewed, um, it's, but in a different it's like, a plane that's similar to this one or whatever their vibrational frequency was, a predominant of their being 
where when they left, they're pretty much the same that way, only they're not um, they're they're younger, their body's younger because they're going to continue on. They haven't really they haven't they haven't been, reached the point where they're ready to go. They haven't figured it out, or they haven't. Um, they don't know that they you know, made the connection. Made the connection. They don't Start know that grow. they. Yeah, but see, there's a lot of. Uh, they don't see when they, the very second they take their last breath here, they wake up there. They don't even know that they ever died. Yeah. From this world to the next, they don't know that. They're just going onward and up. Right. And see, because like, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, what's the name, the black gentleman used to come on there. Can't remember his name right offhand. Uh, but he used to ask about different dimensions. I told him, mm-hmm. we're in every dimension at the same time. There's no dimension that anybody can go that we're not there. We are. So that's what I thought dreams were. I thought that was like, you were actually just experiencing um, your presence in another dimension during a dream, as if you're, you're traveling to a place. You're getting feedback 24-7, even while we're awake talking yeah. right here. You're being bombarded and filled with so many frequencies and energy that uh, I'm telling you, it it's beyond... <laughs> I can well, I know. So I know. God. Seriously, since this happened with me, the way that I I think and the way that I'm able to comprehend now is far different than what I used to be able to. So I know that it's not just my own nature or whatever. I know that it's just amazing um, the insights that I get. Like I know that. It came straight from the divine mind. It was not my, it was not my doing. I did not figure this out on my, you know, with my finite mind. No, I was telling you, like you were talking, you were talking about walking through the door and stuff like this. Net, you know, the more you uh, concentrate and put your mind on something and practice it, you heard the saying, "Practice makes perfect." My friend David yep. Moore, which is, you know, they call him Sifu Moore, and he's a llama here in the U.S. And I told you about some of the unique things he can do. Oh right, right now I remember. And he was he was telling my son, because my son was a skeptic. He said, "Was it me really doing it, or was it you in the other room making it happen?" And he <laughs> says, "No, you know, because he he wanted to make sure himself." You know, because he right. didn't want to be no trickster. And I, he said, no, J.D., you did it. And, he, you know, he took a crystal. Even, and then in the second time, he took a salt shaker because he said, well, that crystal could whatever. But he spun the crystal, and it was spinning. He said, now, with your mind, stop that crystal. And my son looks at it, and it's spinning, and he, it stops right away. Wow. He said, "He said, now with your mind, make it spin back the other way. And my son said, are you Did sure it? you're not doing it? He said, no, I, I'm not doing it. You have the same ability that I do, but you have to know it. And my son looked at it and it started spinning the other way. 
Wow. He said, that would be <laughs> he said, nothing's impossible under you if you believe it. If you believe. Right. Yeah. And that's where our biggest challenge is because we've been raised up in a limitation, you know, mindset. And, and so that's why when you're starting off with this, it's, it's so potent. And when you start to see, like the first time the black, the um, roulette thing happened, I was, I was gobsmacked, as they say. <laughs> I was like, did it, what? Like it did? It worked? And then I, I got up and left. I was so tripped out, I, I had to regroup and, like, think this out. <laughs> and then the next morning, I went and did it again, and it happened twice in a row. And I was super freaked out and got up and left. And, you know, like, okay, what? What? It's because you start to realize what that means. That what it means is that this works on anything you can believe it for. And then you start to think, well, what can, what can I believe what what is possible? If everything is possible, then that leaves nothing impossible. That means that okay, I ha- I can actually think out things that I really <laughs> that I really want to see that I thought I was too small to even be effect- have an effect on. You know, it doesn't take a mass group of anybody because I'm already part of that mass all right. We, yes, there's that invisible, invisible wires or strings or net or mesh or whatever you want to say, the, the field that we're all part of, that is God, that is yep. the all, and the all is mind. And so learning how about the expansion and contraction and learning about the, you know, the polarities being the same thing, only extreme opposite ends, and how you can transmute yourself yep. out of a low vibration you know, into a higher one and avoid the shit that will be coming on the lower vibration. That's what the Kabbalion talks about. And so all of these things started to merge and, um, you know, become so, it's like there's so much more to know, you know. You know, know, the, the, the one we call the teacher, you know, he says that men and, you know, they look, to find something great to do. And even the Sanhedrin priest told the, the, when Jesus uh, sent the man down to dip in the, you know, the band and far for the, you know, the watch, dip himself seven times. And he says, you know, what I got to do that? He said, if I told you something hard to do, you would do it. <laughs> yeah. He said, but I tell you something easy. You're thinking, what's this going to do for me? You know right. that. You know, man is looking. You know, not only to be seen of men for some reason, but they they looking for something hard to do, like they accomplish something. When actually living for that divine essence, that that divine creator that we all are and part of, it's really so simple. If we truly purpose within ourselves to do that there, and it is, isn't hard, and, you know, there, there's so much there that's open unto us if we will allow ourselves to see it. But we, we got one leg, you know, in this here carnal-minded state, and the other one, you know, in the spiritual state. And he said, I would rather have you hot or cold not lukewarm, because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. 
In other words, you're not no good for yeah. me or anyone else. And, yeah, well, uh, for yourself because you're going to get mixed results. You're going to get yeah. you're going to get wishy-washy results. Your manifestations will either die like the seed that's neglected, or it you know if you overwater them, you can choke them out. That's the whole parable of the seeds and which ones take root and grow and yeah. all of that. I mean, the more you pay attention and, and like, you know, there's this book called um, Reality Transurfing by um, a guy named Vadim Zeland, a Russian Mm -hmm. physicist who's talking about this very thing. And he breaks it out in kind of more um, kind of an analytical way. He explains it in a science kind of a context. But he has this thing that you do like, you know, you're going along because the minute you get up in the morning, you're on your autopilot that takes you through your habits that you've formed over a lifetime just kicks in. So you have to actually, you know, snap, clap, slap your hands together, something to wake up, wake up. Okay, you're, I, I'm aware. <laughs> I see myself. I see my reality. Now you've, you've put yourself in a position where you're not unconscious and just going by. Uh, you know, following without thinking. So now yeah. you can interact. And and if, the more you do this, the more awake and aware you are. Your consciousness is what gives life to whatever you are uh, focusing on. So, yeah. you know, that's, that makes it easier uh, yeah. to not fall yeah. into these paradigms of um, fear and, and all this craziness that's going on out there. You can observe them and not allow them to affect you or impede your um your flow with with spirit and you know when you stay there the peace is there no i understand and, you i know you've heard white wolf say this when he was here uh you know where the mind goes the body will follow mm-hmm, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a true statement and have you ever seen that movie men stare at goats yeah you saw it yeah Okay, and you've seen what they did in there, right? Yeah. I know that uh, they certain things were changed in there, but the the reporter that did what he did at the end of the movie and stuff like that, I mean, he learned with them and those that did those things, and even their colonel and stuff, he tried that and couldn't do it because he didn't have the mindset. And mm-hmm. because they also knew... And some of those very people that did that to the goat and other things, they ended up dying in real life. Because if you look at the back of the, the back mm. of the, back of the, you know, the CD and stuff and the box that it came in, it tells you they had to get government release. Because huh. they, no. They were telling uh, them they've given away state secrets? Well, they, they're taking, uh, let me just put it this way. They're taking things that are, you know, that are sacred and they're trying to weaponize everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why those things were happening. Because, uh, oh, so you're saying, you're saying that they died because they were using it for, um, ill, wrong, for wrong, for wrong, for evil, for evil. uh, Let's just call it an ace and ace. (laughs) Gary, you knew Gary was in special forces and I had worked for Uncle Sam for. 20 something years and yeah. uh the real the real uh tapes and stuff 
let's just say someone we knew put them up there to give people a chance but once uncle sam which they're watching everything anyway it didn't take long for them to start pulling them off but certain people got certain ones where they showed a man you know his sergeant standing there with a steel steel pipe that you use to lift weights with Mm -hmm. and one of the soldiers there take that steel pipe and swing like he was Babe Ruth and hit the man in the head with it. Wouldn't you, and with the steel pipe, wouldn't you think that would kill him or literally knock his head off? You would think so, yeah. Well, with, with the understanding and teaching, let's just say that guy, and when he swung, he just backed up a little bit, shook his head and came at right at him. Oh, wow. That's that's just one aspect. And other things. I, I'm just telling you there's more See, you know, us. if you can do it for that, you can we can do this to change, you know, the dynamic of, of fear. You can do this to help your family who are, you know, wondering if they're gonna get sick and all of this craziness of your neighbors and stuff. I mean, you just just start and expand out. You know, you don't yes. have to say a word to anybody. And, no, and we, the other thing is that we're receivers and transmitters, so we our frequency is expanding. It's so far beyond our fingertips that just you I, know if you're going to a store, or whatever, it's touching other people and it's helping, you know, change the uh, vibe of the pool, you know. But see, it that's what all the these. Field. That's what everybody's doing out there, like the the ones that brought out the secret. They told you everything about everything, but they didn't tell you the true part of it, the part that really the worked. Feeling right, you have to believe. They, it's they real. were all they were it. they were all about money. See, and even the story of the Messiah teacher in the scriptures, when he went into the towns, he said he couldn't do nothing there. But why? Right. Because of the people's belief, they didn't believe. We can have all the belief and know how. And do it right in front of them. That doesn't mean right. that they're going to believe one iota. And that's, well, that's the beautiful part about this. They don't have to believe if you're doing it for them. They can, they can, they, they have a, you know, their own inner choice to accept a feeling that is causing them to have something good happen, or they can choose to stay in the funk, you know. But the the bottom line I, is. Most people who are unconscious are being manipulated by a, a hidden hand anyway, so they're not even paying attention. That's why White Wolf and I, us, you, in the past, if you hear he'd be saying something and I'd be saying something, he'd, he'd, he would stop short and I would stop short and we'd change the subject because right. we, can, we can feel people. And there's times... and. I mean, I there's times I pick up people's thoughts. I can tell what they're thinking. And mm-hmm. and honestly, that's not me going around, oh, what are they thinking? This I'm not like that. No, it, you just you you pick up the signal, right? Well, like the like the Messiah teacher said, he knew their thoughts, he knew their heart. I mean, I I can do that too. Not I don't not intentionally all the time, but it's it's there, and everybody has the same ability. It's absolutely it's, have the same capacity. We're just tuned out a lot of times. We don't pay attention. We think of it as, you know, oh, it's my emotion. But no, you might be picking up someone else's. And the discerning, you know, the discernment is necessary. 
No, I mean, and it, I mean, it's so much there. If you know, it says, uh, if we would just allow, I mean, you know, just like you know, like we say, meditate. Meditate means to think about it, right? You know, and that's what we do. We meditate on His Word day and night. At least I do. Even when I'm working or whatever I'm doing, I'm always in drenched in that even though i'm driving the car or whatever i'm doing mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. I, i've learned to separate you know divide it in a way i can do what i'm doing here but at the same time i'm fully connected with that divine eternal spirit you know what, right, what right. some people call it multitasking i guess yeah, well, you've had years of practice, so it's great. I mean, you've actually had some pretty remarkable things happen to you. I, I was just I, reading in the, the chat that Lelou was talking about when we were talking about dreaming. The challenging yes. thing with dream recall is waking up to an alarm every day, because I guess I can imagine that would jolt you and disrupt your dream. But she says if you want to practice lucid dreaming, you should start with naps and no alarm and that's exactly where i get my most lucid dreams is somewhere between <clears throat> somewhere like 8 and 10 in the morning somehow i i slip into a i don't know how long it is exactly but some of the most amazing clearest and and absolutely clear meaning um dreams come to me at that time so that is a huge point mm-hmm. you can um, tell we have a really active the... chat does anybody have any you're... questions know what i was saying we're the ones in control we can when you lay down at night before you go to drift off to sleep you can tell yourself you're going to dream and receive whatever you're going to receive from the ever living if you will uh allow that but you if you're not in that habit of practicing it or doing it you won't do it. You'll let your mind drift here, there, and everywhere. But well, I mean, and we I need think to given make... the circumstances that people are in now, you know, it's kind of a thing that will drive you to look at the spiritual side. You know, the spiritual Amen. realm, which you know can really be a, a major life changer for everyone who, who who listens to that impulse. Okay, I think one thirty-one has their uh, hand up. Go ahead. Hey, Jim. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. I just, uh, first off, I, I, the timing of this call couldn't be better. Every call is a great call, but uh, in the, the, with the environment we're in right now, uh, this, this call has been phenomenal for me personally. Um, all the well, contributions you, that you provide, Jim, and Mike, and Michael Joseph, and uh, Donna and Gil, and forgive me if I forget others, but uh, it's always a great call. And if I, if I had my choice, I'd love to have two calls like this a week instead of one. But uh, <laughs> in any event, I just I wanted to thank you. And, and again, in the, the environment that we're in right now, uh, there is a lot of fear. There's a lot of chaos. Uh, and I think personally for me, it's, it's, it's a good time for reflection. Mm-hmm. I have the time now. I have, no, I have no excuses now. I have the time. I'm not going back to work at least Amen. until April 3rd. And uh, I, I just, I hear all of this and, and it just makes me think of all the times that I live in that carnal mind constantly. You turn on the TV, you turn on 
this and that, and and it's just chaos constantly. And it's it's up to me to filter that. And what I, I think this is a true time. Speaking with my wife, she said, I think this is a time for us to sit back and think about what is life all about. Yes. And when I when I hear all all of the contributions every Sunday, and especially tonight. And forgive me if I mispronounce. Is it Pacholi? Yeah. Okay. I have to tell you, everybody in this call is great, but what you've brought tonight is very exhilarating in a sense that you're you're yeah. you're knowledgeable, you're articulate, and you're you're very soothing. So at the risk of making you blush, I just wanted to tell you that. Uh, Takes a lot to make me blush. I, <laughs> she's a blessing. Amen. Well, I just I, I want to thank you for your contributions, and and again, MJ Jim. Everybody else, what you bring is Brother, a blessing we as well. You and and, and, you. Thank you. And, and keep it up. And again, it's 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 all up to us. And I I just encourage anyone who's in the same situation as I am, and you're thinking about this, and why, why, why? What a great time to dig in and study why I am, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what I'm I'm wanting to do. So thank you all very much. That's, that's all. Thank I have. you, brother. We that's love big. and appreciate you. Thank too. you. You know when it says, uh, you know, faith without works is dead. You know, faith without yeah. works is nothing. But then, I think it's in the book of James. Or what else? He also says, you know, you show me your faith. He said, but I'll show you my faith by my works, because the 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 belief that we have without the practice and, and the applying it, it don't mean a hill of beans. Well, that's and where the rubber we, meets the road. You, that's where yes, you get ma'am. training. Oh, yes, ma'am. That's how we find out the absolute proof of knowing and a, by applying. That's why it says don't be hearers only, but be doers by applying and knowing. That That's how we find out and can stand on it. Not one-time thing. It's an all-time thing. And if we do that then we move onward and upward from glory to glory or understanding to understanding. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. We're here to, to get up, wake up, and realize who we are. <laughs> I mean, if, there, if we're going to fall into the category of the elect, what are we here to do? We're here to bring light. We're here to, you know, help transmute darkness into light. Amen. So, you know, you start with yourself and... Really, it's it's so exciting <laughs> to see yes, you're man. never helpless. You're never helpless. You're always, you know, you're never alone. You're, when you start to see lessons being shown you from the inside where, you know, you'll, like, like okay, the, the thing that happened yesterday, I just thought, wow, this is great. I got, you know, $500 just given to me. <laughs> And, but the, that wasn't the point. The point was it didn't happen. It, I had to take the step of faith to give up that $100 in my heart. I was going to give it to somebody, and I was like, well, oh, what if I need it? Oh, you know, I started to think in the carnal mind, like restriction, right? Went to sleep on it, woke up, and I felt this strong urge, like let it go, give it. And so, okay, I'm going to do it. And I, I know I've never had to worry about this before, you know, so why would I start now? I'm letting that 
crap come in. So when I did that, then within a couple hours, uh, 300 was given to me from a complete unrelated source out of the blue. And then like four hours later, another 200 came from a source that never has ever done that. And that's why, I mean, I knew it's like you can't, you know, if you, if you, if you feel you're living in lack and restriction and whatever, then you're creating that. If you remember the time when you felt at ease and nothing was a problem and you always had supply and you carry that feeling, that's what you're going to get in, in general in life. And that's, that's not even keep putting yourself into the, the imaginary state. The way Neville teaches it is just so super simple. It's like specific things you can do, and that makes it work. But you can make it work in various ways, and I've found that just by carrying that you know, sense that all is well, all is well. And, and the flow, the flow comes, and then yes, you man. feel open to be able to flow out, and you know instead of worrying about, you know, who can I con into buying my product right now by by, by instilling fear, you know, you don't have to think in those <laughs> shitty terms. You can think of them. I agree. You know, it's like we once upon a time. I think we live without all this stuff, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I mean, you know. It, <laughs> It says we overcome the adversarial thinking by the words of our testimony and even by, I mean, you, you can hear the love and the joy and the peace in your voice. I mean, the spirit is radiating out through you, sister. And as uh, Michael Joseph earlier and things like that. And uh, I was reading the comments even on here. It's been lively tonight. And, you know, it just does my heart so good to see this because this is what it's all about. It says, come let us reason together that we can grow thereby. You know, we help one another. No one man or one woman has it all. It takes all of us as a group, as one body. It kindles a fire. Yes, ma'am. I mean, you you can feel that, right? I can feel this. Can't you feel it? Oh, yes, ma'am. My hair's standing up all over my (laughs) being. I mean, I feel it. I mean, I can feel the energy. And I, yeah. if I haven't said it lately, I, folks, I really do appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, it does my soul really good to to read the things that you're doing. It helps me. And I know hopefully it's helping others too, but I can only come from my perspective. But I want you all to know sure that I appreciate, I appreciate you and that I love you and I thank you for that. I really do. Back at you. <laughs> I'm just so glad that you're still here and carrying on. And, you know, it's been just wonderful being here for the, the last two Sundays. It's really been great. You you start well, to do these things back. and you have so much to talk about and there's nobody to talk about it with, you know, in my world. <laughs> and one well, or, there's one or two, but... You know, which which really helps a lot. I mean, a lot. But it's great to be able to come into a group and get the bouncing back and, you know, everybody just talking about it. It's fantastic. Well, that's what we, like, I mean, way back when, when White Wolf and us started the call, that's why I started. Because, I, you know, White Wolf, I've known him, like, you know, 60 years. And, I mean, when since I was a young, young and, man. And, uh 
There's, there's a know. hand up, Jim. Yeah, I, I unmuted it oh. a couple times, but for some reason it goes back on. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. Um, it might Go be ahead. me, Jim. I hope it. Can you hear me? It yes, might be that mine that was. I think I was having ahead, trouble Donna. on my phone. It was, yes, sir. I'm sorry. I, I almost hate to interrupt, but I wanted to say whoever that gentleman was that just talked. I don't want to make him blush either, but he has a very soothing voice too. I thought mm-hmm. the same thing as Pachuli. I thought the same thing about Pachuli, and I'm a woman. I thought she has the most awesome voice. And then when he got on there, I thought, holy moly, he could be on radio. He has that deep, soothing voice too. So I thought what he said was beautiful. That ought to make everybody feel yeah. good because he basically, well, he basically said what I was thinking. It was word for word. I was thinking how grateful. I was thinking the same thing about Pachuli and Jim and MJ and Gil. I love him. And now whoever he is, number 120-something, <laughs> I love him. I just love him. But I get on here. I'm so country. I go, I'm not going to talk after this. I must be the comedic relief because when I, <laughs> I've been around the I was raised. Well, I was raised in Louisiana. I can't help it. And I oh, You have no idea how sweet you are. You have... You have the gift uh, no, of encouragement. That's what you have. You are really what, well. I have the gift of gab, but I don't know what, the, what how much that's worth. But I want to say this. I think, this. I think some of White Wolf <laughs> rubbed off on her too. Oh, it rubbed <laughs> off on me because I talk. Hey, I'm not very tall and very big, you know. And when I go out on calls that are very scary, I use my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to fight. I'm too. I don't want to be that tough, you know. So when I, you know, when I have to go out on calls, I talk to them, and they don't. Even, <laughs> they don't even know what's going on. And I used to get confessions when I would talk to them, and they'd confess the stuff I didn't even know about. And I'd say, oh, Lord, <laughs> help me, Lord. And I'd say, well, let me get a pen. And by the end of it, I'm sorry, well, you have five counts now. But And sometimes they would thank me when I took them to jail. It was embarrassing. I didn't know how to take that. I'd go, well, you're welcome. You know, I know it's you're doing the right thing. You're going to get this right. But it was, yeah, I talked too much. I was vaccinated with a phonograph needle. Someone said. So if anybody, anyway, the only thing I they, they add, saw that badge. Right. They saw that badge you had, and they they started <laughs> confessing right away. <laughs> I think they just wanted out of the room with me because I was a detective, and I kept them in there talking. And I think they just was ready to go to jail or wherever. So, but at any rate, what I was going to say, y'all have reminded me of Gary Ray so much. Oh my gosh, and. Pachili, thank you for, for talking about dreaming because Gary Ray, when he would stay at our house, you know, we were about three hours from him. And when he would come and stay, it was the most blessed event ever at the whole town, practically. Everybody was so excited. And so I am a night owl anyway. I don't ever go to bed till one, two o'clock. I'm bad. Me too. And he is too. Oh, I'm horrible. And I try to get up and go to work sometimes like that. But he mm-hmm. is too. So the last two people to ever go to sleep with me and him and we got to sit down in the living room and just talk. Well, then when he went to bed, I think I was the same way. I think we were so excited and ginned up from talking that I could hear him upstairs. And it's hard to hear upstairs. I mean, downstairs. It's an antique house old, the one I lived in then. And gosh, I could hear him talking all night. And I thought, well, what is he doing? So one morning I said, come here. I said, what were you doing? You had to be tired. He said, I was dreaming and I was working my dreams. And I said, what? It was the coolest thing. This was years ago. I guess I didn't know as much about lucid dreaming and things then. And so I said, well, what do you mean working? He said, well, like if something comes to me, I know how to interact with that dream. I go, oh, I yes. need that. Yes. And, yes. and patchouli, patchouli, 
I promise as, as well learned as you are, you can get it immediately tonight. I don't know. I just listened intently to what he said and do it like a child. Don't overthink it. And don't worry about are you really asleep either because we're still in that state. For me, I knew I might not could exactly go back to sleep and get in at exactly the same point. But here's what he told me, just like he would teach his grandchildren. And I got it immediately. He goes, okay. And I had a dream later. He said, have you ever had a nightmare? Very horrible. I go, yes, of course. He goes, okay. And how did you want that to come out? I said, well, the opposite or whatever. He said, okay, when you have that dream, you're going to try to wake yourself and come straight out of it because then you're like, oh, thank God. And sometimes you know it's a dream. Sometimes you really don't. He said, instead of just fully going awake, he said, what you do, I want you to go back in and change it. And, and he didn't have to explain too much. And so what happened after that it was horrible. I dreamed because that house, I loved it, but the neighborhood started going down, and we had an alarm. I had my duty weapon, but it was kind of scary sometimes, and that's why we moved. The house was great, but the neighborhood not so much. So one night I dreamed people broke in on us, and it was frightening. It was a very real dream. I think mm. it was a test because uh-uh, I was terrified. Even as a police, I was terrified, but I woke up. I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, and I went right back. I said, I'm going back. I'm going back. I laid back down, closed my eyes. And basically what I think you're supposed to do, if you can't just quite get into the total dream where you're out, you just work it. You work it like your imagination, like a child. I went back in. I collared cuffs and stuffed them. I took all the steam out of them. I put them in the paddy wagon. They were gone. Everybody was happy. Everybody was safe. And that's what he's talking about. And even if you... Okay, even if you don't know how to do it, if you dream somebody had a car wreck, you're like, oh, my God, it's for you. Ooh, I got two months. It's for you to pray and go back and, and see them That's okay. Awesome. See them dodging something and, and everything, and everybody's happy. And, and so I got two months because it's true. Gary was right, and he was so into stuff. He was probably working dreams for a lot of people because I could hear him all night and they were talking. I don't think he knew he was talking either. He was sort of sleep talking, you know what I mean? He was so good at it. He was, Mm-hmm. He was sleep talking. I, oh, I miss that man. But anyway, I just couldn't wait to chime in here and just tell you that he's That's right. Good. It works. And you're going to feel better. You won't wake up and just carry that. Why did I do that? That was awful. You know, you can change it. You can go back and re. He just yes, called it can. reworking it. I needed to hear that. This is so amazing. Thank you, Donna. It's, no, it's the same no, thing. Gary, because. Mm-mm, thank Gary, because I. Revising I the dream. I know you can revise the past through using your imagination but revising the dream i'd never heard and this makes perfect sense to me thank you very much and it's gary it came from gary and he didn't he didn't have to keep explaining i didn't ask a lot i just was ready to embrace it and like i said now i have woke up before and been aggravated like oh dang i wish i had woke up I, i didn't mean to wake up i wish i'd have fixed it and then i thought donna you can fix it the same as if you're working on a problem Lay back down, go back down into, in, you know, deep down, and just rework it. If it's, I'm telling you, now sometimes you can stay in it. You'll get to where if you're, if you're really, really tired and you're, you're able, and nobody's making noises and all, you can kind of go back in it. I'm not, but now this time you're more aware. I don't know how to explain it. I wish I could tell you, but you know, you're consciously conscious of it. That, that's what I was telling Correct. you earlier. Correct. What, you, you were know, saying but, it just right. Mm-hmm. You, you said it right. That was good, Jim. What you said was, I, I was amening you. You did so good, and Patchouli did so good. But yeah, don't. My husband's analytical, and I'm more of a doing type, and it's terrible because I just want to do stuff. And Steve's smart. He likes to sit and think about it more. But 
sometimes in this kind of case, just do it as a child. Because if you overthink it, you may not get around even, you know what I'm saying, just do. You can't really mess it up because your intent's pure, if that makes sense. Right. You know what, I mean, this you're, is such a confirmation for me because I was just reading something about <laughs> come as a child. Yep, so, this is, this is like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, because let me tell you something. I worked with children in the fifth grade. I learned so much from them. It's ridiculous, really, about how to be more pure. and how. Well, some of them are. But, okay, let me back up on that. But what I'm saying <laughs> nowadays, well, nowadays, some of them know more than I know about stuff that they shouldn't. One of them said this, and it was hysterical. I didn't mean to laugh because I really, you know, fifth grade. One of them said, have you and I thought they were serious a few weeks ago when I raised hands. Said, "Have you heard about the new Corona Lyme disease?" I thought, "Oh Lord!" I said, "No." They go, "Well, you can't have a Corona without a Lyme." I thought, "Oh my God!" <laughs> 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 like, oh, no. I mean, where do you go from that? I'm going, "Okay, well," and I'm trying not to laugh. I go, "Oh, we know a little too much." It's just funny, but at any rate, um, that's the. <laughs> All I'm saying is that's the secret is do, if you told those children to do it, oh, they'd be all over that. They wouldn't mm-hmm. even worry about that. They would think that was fun. Now that I know that, I don't have grandchildren yet, but if I, I'm going to do different. I'm going to say, whoo, what you need to do, because they, they like fantasy. If you think a dragon yeah. after you, turn yeah. around and you slay the dragon, buddy. You, and I think it would really help that's us if we'd have known that when we were little. Then we wouldn't have worried about monsters under the bed. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, but that's yeah. what I meant by child. Don't you think, Jim? Awesome. Yes, ma'am. Anyway, I, need to back I, I don't want to steal y'all's thunder. I need to back oh, up. Oh, thank listen, you. But... Oh, you brought thunder, no. girl. You don't even know. <laughs> no. I, just, I, I Like I said, I work with fifth graders, and it's a more simplistic. I had to tone myself down to their level. But, but basically, that's why he said come as a child. And, hey, he wanted the kids to come to him because they were so pure and good. And they, they don't doubt stuff, you know, when you tell them. It is wonderful. Like you were talking about patchouli, about flying and all. They really don't doubt things. And uh, and that's where I want to be is that kind of state where me you can too. get back to that more. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know from, yeah, you know from birth till about six to seven years old, uh, everybody are walkers in two worlds. They're not only walking right. in that spiritual sense, but they're also in this three-dimensional learning and picking everything up. And mm-hmm. everything the parents say, the the family say, the, and their peers say, they take and absorb all that in. And then by seven, they start going to school and they learn other process. That's when they start, how can I say, shutting down that The window spiritual, starts to close, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're more walkers in this physical three-dimensional world where before mm-hmm. have you ever seen a child when you ask them a question they take their eyes and look upward roll them back in their head yeah. and usually they usually come up with the correct answer because that's <laughs> their, their trigger in alpha theta and they know how to get the answer for whatever question there is and wow. it's usually right if you really listen to them that's but what does people say? Children are supposed to be seen but not heard. No, it's the op- uh, the the opposite. Yeah. They need to listen, and and they will teach an adult many times. It says a child so will leave. Matthew eighteen. It. Matthew eighteen, 
At the same time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily, I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. So whosoever shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, wow. Well, whosoever shall receive... And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receives me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it would be better for him that a millstone was hanging about his neck and then he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Yes, so, better for him to kill pretty, himself. Pretty potent paragraph there. Yeah, he <laughs> loved the children. I mean, well, yeah, well, and they're honest and sincere. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, get off. No, sister, don't do that. They trust. Yes, ma'am. They're open-minded and open heart. That's a great and mighty thing. Oh, my God. That blessed me right there. Thank you, sister. (laughs) I just, it's funny because I had this open before I called in. And so when you said that, it was like, wait a minute. (laughs) That's synchronization. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, pay attention here. Something's being said that's of importance. And so, Donna, you brought it. Thank you. Man, oh, man. Uh, This is... This is a wonderful night tonight. Man, I'm just... Sometimes I have to put it on uh, mute because I get the chatty on over here and dancing around. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't want to start banging all over the the thing here and everybody said what the heck's going on over there what's jim doing <laughs> i mean because it's a well, blessing I, I do hope that whatever was said will help anybody who's you know struggling um with the bombardment around us and will you know try some of the things that were said and and just yeah. like re-listen because you're going to pick something up that's going to help and once you see that you can help and it's like the lights start to come on and you start hearing the, the signal from the higher mind, from from God, wherever you, whatever name you want to put on that, you're, you'll start getting the guidance that will keep you in the harmonious place and keep you up out of the low stuff. And, you, and then you're going to stop, you know, passing on these these fear messages that keep getting forwarded from people. You know, you're going to stop doing that because you're going to realize that, hey, I don't want to mess up somebody's, you know, being by by throwing something i don't know how they're going to take this so i mean there's enough of that going around so, you know being part of sending it out is you don't want to do that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> be at peace to trust and you know find out go ask god internally ask your your higher self to show you and, and you'll get the answer yes ma'am that's why it tells us be still and know that I am God. <laughs> That's I mean, a great, wonderful statement. You can't be in a state of unrest and, and be aligned with the divine mind at the same time. So if your body's in a state of unrest, you're out of alignment. And so yes, the, 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 the deal is, you know, do something to raise your vibration, even if it's putting on a Dave Chappelle you know, comedy <laughs> thing or whatever it takes, you know, get the laughter going and then you know, you know, just start thinking about what you're grateful for, and then 
bring it up, find some music, dance, get your vibration up. Whatever it takes for you, it's really not difficult. But um, as soon as you learn, see, the first time where this works for you, you will never look back. And, and you'll realize that this is where the real, that's where reality is. <laughs> it's not, the shadow world is what we uh, deal with in the material realm. Yes, ma'am. Hey, uh, hey, guys, uh, um, I got something for Donna. Um, <laughs> Donna, is Steve on the call? I think I'm muted. Can you hear me? Uh, is, yeah. Uh, is Steve on the call, Donna? Okay. Well, he was, but he walked out to his studio, but I can walk out there. I was going to check on him anyway. He just walked oh, out Oh, I, I had a song for you tonight. I had a song. That... Gotta have a no, I'm going to go to the studio because he would love it. No, no, no. He'd be upset if I didn't. I'm on my way out. There. I got another Dylan song for you. It's called Forever Young. And Lilu, if you're listening as well, I, I look up Forever Young and relate that to, to, the, to the nightly prayer um, about the divine infant. And you'll see. Turn your music down the call. Turn it down. I told him to turn his music down. He came out here today. He's trying to figure out how to work from home with his computer in case he has to work from home. Okay. He's got it. Michael Joseph, you left, and he's got a song for you. Another good one. Oh, yes, okay. I do. It's, it's, uh, so this is by Bob Dylan. It's called Forever Young. And I, I hope that you'll go look up the lyrics. And, um, and also, please download the chat line. I left a prayer in the chat line. <laughs> What you can do before you go to bed and before you wake up in the morning, and I, I think it'll help you. But it says, "May God bless you and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you." The and let others do for you is the hard part, at least for me. Uh, for someone who's very analytical, to actually let somebody love them is uh, it's a difficult thing to just give up and just let somebody love you. Um, Says, may you build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung, and may you stay forever young. Right? May you grow up to be righteous. May you grow up to be true, and may you always know the truth and see the lights surrounding you. All right, and that's 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 the reflection. That's your that's your inner conscious being reflected back to you. Right? May you always be courageous and upright and be strong. Stand upright. You see, that's. Upright is Jakin. Be strong as Boaz. See? See, Bob mm. Dylan, man, this guy was on the money. Man, Back I never in the knew 60s, he was on the money. Man. And may you always stay forever young. In other words, you be about building that, uh, be about, you know, that, that divine infant child. May your hands always be busy. May your feet always be swift. If you go look up the, the first root of the, of the uh, pillar Boaz, you will see it means swiftness. Right? Don't wait. Do it now. You know, now is the time. Like, like Patchouli was saying, now is the day. There's only the now present. And may you have a strong foundation. No man can lay a foundation other than Jesus Christ. We build upon Jesus Christ. Once we understand that Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God and is the perfect idea of man in God, then we, then we understand. When the winds have changed swift... Uh, shift when the winds of changes shift, and well, boy, they're they're uh, blowing today, aren't they? May your heart mm-hmm. always be joyful. May your heart always be joyful. I mean, like Troward would say, Judge Troward would say, if you can't do it any other way, close your eyes and just say joy, joy, joy over and over, and it will lift your state. May your song always be sung, and may you stay forever young. 
And so uh, there you go, Steve. There's your song of the night. <laughs> Dylan. All right. All right. You know, I appreciate it, Mike. I really do yes, appreciate sir. it. And, and, yes, and uh, Donna didn't know this, but uh, uh, Bob Dylan was doing a concert at an amphitheater just a couple hours from here. But with all this going on, they had to cancel. I was going to surprise her oh. with it, so she would be introduced oh, to Bob man. Dylan. <laughs> but uh, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance. Oh, that was so good. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, that chimed in with the childlike theme, man. That was just, that was awesome. Patchouli, you exactly. have to love that. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll read you this prayer here. I left it in the, um, just so it'll be re- re- recorded in the, uh, you know, before you go to bed, you know, we talked about how to pray. Raise this in your in, in your prayer. See the divine infant being formed in you and, and say the words internally. You don't have to speak them with your mouth unless you want to. I now realize that there is within me a spiritual joy body, ever young, ever beautiful. I have beautiful spiritual mind, eyes, nose, mouth, skin, the body of the divine infant, which now tonight is perfect. And then when you wake up in the morning, just meditate on that until you fall asleep. And then when you wake in the morning, just say, you know, just say, um, Michael, the divine alchemist works within you. And that's it. You're just confirming now what you affirmed the night before. And remember the scripture that said, if a strong man has uh, taken over, you need an even stronger man to throw him out, right? Well, well, that's what you're relying upon. That nightly right. prayer relies on the even stronger man to throw to throw the uh, you know the belligerent Goliath out of this house. So the little David oh, said okay. said I look your head's gonna be handed to me not by my own strength but it's can't be gonna be handed to me uh, in the name of Yad Vavhe. And now we talked about that Amen. tonight with much. Right there you go. Amen. Amen. That was awesome. That's fantastic. Oh, he loved it. Hey, uh, oh, my gosh. Thank I want to say to everyone, too, I love you all, and thank you so much for this call. It's been wonderful. I, I've been muted, muted out because I've just so enjoyed the the call. Thank you, Patchouli, for coming to the call, and thank you for everyone. Thank that you is, for inviting uh, me. It was great. <laughs> it was wonderful. Like, I'm so blessed. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I'm going to mute out. All right. I'm going to mute out, too. Um that was overwhelmed, awesome. overwhelmed in spirit. It's amazing. Thank you very much. I for love everything. that was a great song for what we were talking about. Yeah. Oh my God. You you have a gift at that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I know. I told. I try to. I try to find a song. You know, for every for every. Uh, I know Steve is a a music man, and and Jim too. Jim's a music man, so I try to bring a yes, song to the. And it's funny because I already had the song picked out, and it, and it all okay, you know, that's, wow. Out. That's awesome. That's do 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 do. That's good. Wow. <laughs> well, I had one more little story about the children. When I found out about the name Yava or Yawa, everybody argues, but the Yod Hey Va Hey Yava. When I found out about it, I was so excited, and I was this was years ago before I met Gary or anything anybody but I found out about I was excited about well I went to my regular church and it didn't go over too well 
um, bless their hearts. They just didn't understand it. But one lady, I'll never forget, this is the difference in the adults that aren't acting childlike as opposed to a child. When I told her about it, instead of being excited and wanting to learn, she said, oh, no, it's going to mess up our songs. And I thought, what? In other words, she didn't know how to change all those songs. So I thought about it, and I asked the children about it, and they said, here's what we would do. <laughs> it's true. We would just get a color crayon and mark out what we wanted and put the real name up there. Instead <laughs> of God or Lord, we would put that yod Vai up there. I said, that's right. You're right. So that always stuck with me how adult we can be sometimes and we come at it not like a child and we really mess the program up because that's right children wouldn't think about it they'd say okay and they'd get a paper bag and write out what you told them and go on with the program so anyway that was my little tidbit but I'm gonna back out too and let Jim have it he's awesome remember remember what Gary said oh lady I can't do it. I'm going to memorize that. He'd always say, crazy, crazy ball, Jim, it's your dime. Something like that. Oh, down in the chair. I got Okay, but I'm going to say, crazy ball, Jim, it's your dime. And I'm going to get off. Bye. Love y'all. Well, we've been on here three hours and four minutes, almost five minutes. And like I said, the, you know, I know the mind is willing, but the behind is weak. So, uh you know, unless someone else has something they would like to share, you know, uh, you know, or has a question or anything, feel free to do it now. And if not, you know, we can uh, make the call, uh, you know, end the call and everything and see you back here next week, same time, same place. same to you mj you know we love and appreciate you thank you so much you know the things that you do on the call and uh and you too pacholi i thank you for coming in and being part of it and hopefully hopefully you keep coming back and you know because that's what white wolf wanted way back when and we wanted where all of us come together and participate and be part of it you know and uh if we can do that there you know that's what it's all about that way we can all learn and grow thereby and hopefully next week if lilu uh is able to come on the phone or or on the computer and things and to connect in maybe we can hear from her next week hey hey jim uh mj yeah. here i just want to say one more thing just if, yes. if the guy who was at the top of the call comes back and listens to this call i told him that when we were before we started the call i was going to talk about something that he could do for himself uh if, if he didn't have anything but this at least he's got something and and that is vitamin c the doctors are coming out in um in um china now and um, they are publicly stating uh for for their peers to you know throw rocks at him if they want to that that vitamin c uh knocks this thing out this coronavirus out that uh that they literally um this one doctor says he takes around 10 to 14 grams of vitamin c a day they found that that even people who were who were very close to their deathbed that they they gave them high doses of vitamin c and not only did it it, it did it uh, cure the symptoms it it revived them completely 
So you don't have to be afraid about this thing. If if you if you go out in the public and you happen to contract it, get yourself some vitamin C and start taking heavy doses of it. Uh, you cannot. Um, medicine has shown you cannot overdose on vitamin C, and nope. you know, 20 to even 30, 40. When um, last uh, um, year, I I contracted something called uh, I believe it was it's a rare rare form of pneumonia in my upper lungs, and I had it for months and couldn't beat it, and and uh, well I called Patchouli and she said Have you tried vitamin C? And I said No, I hadn't even thought about it. She said Well over you know hyperdose on vitamin C so I went and got 100 grams I took over the weekend I took 50 grams each day and and it literally knocked it out in one weekend the doctors couldn't I mean they couldn't knock it out and uh, they, they kept um, misdiagnosing it they thought it was a, a virus instead of a, a bacteriological thing and um, they thought I had the flu but uh, my point is, is vitamin C is so very good for you. And Mike, if you, uh, if that's all you got from this brother, you know, get yourself some vitamin C and start taking it today. So, Amen. Thank you. That's all I wanted to say. Thank if you, you go Read the read the data for yourself. Go to doctoryourself.com, and right on the front page there, Andrew Saul, who uh, he archives and puts puts out the information that's been gathered over decades by actual medical doctors who have used supplements, used vitamin C and niacin for correcting the situations that the regular medical world says are incurable and need chemicals for. So they they get stifled. So they have their own medical journal. It's called Orthomolecular Medicine. And anyway, he uh, Andrew Saul at DrYourself.com just makes all of that available really easily to find. And you can see the data from the, the doctors, the hospitals from China and what the results have been. And there's so much more about vitamin C. I mean, if people are out there in pain that can't get their pain relievers and are going through opiate withdrawal, vitamin C at about 20 grams a day, will uh, it will get you through withdrawal and take care of your pain and there's there's documentation of this they've known this for decades so i'm telling you this stuff is is great stuff and if you get the um what's it called sodium uh what's it called hang on sodium ascorbate that's the non-acidic version you can just take big scoops and dump it right in water and it barely tastes like anything so it won't upset your stomach or anything like that with the acidity. It makes it easy to, to take, so you don't have to take a bunch of capsules. I know there's been a run on it at Amazon, but generally you can get uh, a kilo of it, 2.2 pounds for $21 from, what's that called, bulk supplements or something. But the stuff is, <laughs> I mean, everybody should have this on hand. I just anyway, doctoryourself.com. <laughs> Hey, the, the vitamin the shop is running a special on it right now. Yep, uh, sodium sodium ascorbate or calcium ascorbate. Either either will work. Uh, both are buffered. And no, the, the calcium won't shop, work for this. Well, the vitamin shop is running a um, a deal on a pound of it right now uh, for eight dollars. You can get it. For, I think it's for eight eight ninety nine. I think it is for a pound, which is a fantastic deal. Um. 
Yeah, so you can get it already calcium. buffered. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So I didn't. So the calcium's no good. Okay. So, but the sodium. No, it's, you it's, can got, get. it's got to be sodium ascorbate because that's vitamin C. You don't want the calcium. <clears throat> oh no no no! I mean uh, calcium ascorbate. It's, cal- it's just it's buffering it with. Uh, with uh, yeah, well, it'll, it's I mean, if that's fine. your second choice, then, you know, whatever, but. It's just a different way to buffer it. It's just, you're still getting the ascorbate. It's just buffered with we calcium. We could go into a long, <laughs> a long discussion that's probably not going to do anything good right here, so I'll just let it drop. <laughs> but we but we do know that the sodium ascorbate, I mean, you can get it for $9 a pound and, and have it shipped right to your front door today. You don't have to leave the house, so. And Check if you it can't out. Find uh, it, you can actually mix it with with uh, baking soda. You can take regular um, ascorbic acid and just mix it. I think it's a two to one with baking soda, and that will buffer it. If you can't find the uh, sodium ascorbate on readily available, that's what I did too. Yeah, your baking soda. Just turn it over and look on the back of it, and make sure it says sodium bicarbonate, and that's the only ingredient on there. And um, and you, when you mix it together, your water's going to bubble a little bit. It's going to fizz. Just keep agitating it till the fizzing stops, and then just down it. And if you have a little bit of white stuff in the bottom, you probably have a little bit more baking soda than you needed. Baking soda is good for you, so just just down it. No problem. Okay, so that was for Mike. He he definitely was wanting something that he could do uh, in case uh, he wanted something that he could physically do in case he, he it was contracted by himself or his family. So I hope that that'll help him. Yeah, he was a little bit, you know, because he heard a lot of things out there and he was a little fearful and he was hoping that he could come in and be able to learn something or pick something up and, you know, to encourage him. I wish he would have stayed, but he... He said he'd come back, so maybe he will go back and listen to it. I really believe he will. If anyone has anything else they would like to share before we call it a night, please let me know now. You know. And if everyone is, you know, doing okay, and uh, hope to see you same time, same place next Sunday. With that, you know, you know, I'm going to end the call, but I want to thank each and every one of you for being on here tonight and the things that you shared in the chat as well as on the phone. I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Michael Joseph, Pacholi, and the others, uh, Gil, and uh, uh, I don't know the other gentleman's name. His name may be Mike, too. I'm not sure. But with that and, you know, with what Lilu and the rest of them has shared in, and uh, Donna and everyone that shared, uh, you know, I'd like to thank you all from the bottom of my heart because that's what this call is all about. That's the purpose of this call, to come let us share and reason together and to grow thereby in the, you know, to understand and know that divine creator in all you know, that that way we may walk a full and overcoming life while we're here. And with that, you know, may Yava bless you, keep you in perfect divine health, you and your family. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, 
and lead and guide you in all truth and understanding. And may you receive the good, good, and very good, and everything that you ask for that is good, good, and very good. And with that, you know, I'm going to end the call. Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect divine health. Good night, everyone.